Hello and welcome to the Edge of Empire podcast uh, with myself, Graham Mills, and my colleague, Michael Bottrell. Hello. The Orkham and Wise of Northern Heresy podcasts. Don't saying who's who here. Don't know really. But anyway, here we are. So today we've got lots of things to cover. Um, we're doing some stuff on some of the many new releases that Forge have been kicking out. Yeah, what else are we up to tonight, Michael? Uh, we're going to have a look at uh, the uh, couple of books uh, that have come yes. out since uh, since the last time. Uh, our current projects. Modeling. Yeah, modeling, modeling. Um, some of our recent games. Yes, some tactics to, to tonight's hot topic. Uh, is yeah, how you the want... hell did you defeat the mechanic? Oh, evil I robots. Am, I'm, I'm at a loss, to be honest with you. But anyway, and also we've got some um, shout-outs to some events and stuff later on. And also, of course, the competition results. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Have you made a decision? Which nobody knows about. Oh, no. I, I have. I totally have. I don't even know about this. Mm. So somebody is going to be a recipient of one of the limited edition Edge of Empire mugs and a Araman sorcerer figure. Yeah. So anyway, so let's kick off, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so should we have a look at the new releases? Yeah, go on then. So there's uh, there's been tons of stuff, haven't they? They've been pretty busy. Yeah, well, we've so, been, it's been a few weeks since our last thing. I mean, we're delayed a week because of Easter. Sure, but um, yeah. So there's been a few weeks. Uh, I mean, the first ones were you've got your, two, your Legio Custodes Sagittarium Guard upgrade set. All right, let's have a little look. See at that. Which are, so they're really really looks cool. Impressive. They are, are really nice. They are, aren't they? I really do like them. I can't the um, the way they're doing the custodies. They do look the business like. I've not actually had to play against them as of yet. I don't know if you've had a chance to play against them or with them. I over haven't the, had um, the chance to play against them. I've got a single squad of them sitting in my um. Uh, burning a prospero box and i'm like I, do i want right. to keep them and build an army or do i want to get rid of them and it's a little bit of a difficult one because they look so cool but do i want another army well yeah that's the question isn't it i know my brother's um been spending uh, a few quid on some of these things um, oh, yeah, was, yeah, i speak some... to him last night he's well he's got the dreadnought now he said that's quite he's first of all when he started talking about it it was like oh it's really easy to put together and then i think he was struggling with the arms later on but um, apparently, it comes with instructions, which is a rarity for a sort of contemporary-style dreadnought. Well, it's all done um, in CAD now, so it's really easy yeah. to make instructions. Um, I'm just trying to think of a recent model I've got. I've got the um, my, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, Macedon. Yes, and the instructions on that are phenomenal. Yes. Really, really phenomenal. Who would have thought it? Instructions rather than a sheet of paper with some vague squiggles. Yeah, it's really, it's really, really good. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, the, the, the Sagittarium, I'm not sure how many people are going to take them, to be honest. Well, I guess if you've got like these really awesome um, guys, Terminators, would you take these as well, except other than for sort of flat, for sort of um, narrative reasons, really? But I mean, they're no, they're no um, you know, they've got a lot going for them, haven't they, in terms yeah. of ability and stuff? I mean, I mean you've that, got what, that graphic ad- destructor mode you've got oh, yeah. talking about. AP2 Armour Bane with instant death. I mean, it sounds really Jesus. cool, but you've just got one shot. So oh, you've got right, a character actually. who's got a really good invulnerable save, and he's just going to like, no, nah, I'm ignoring that. Yeah, true enough. Um, but uh, still, like, it's a, it a threat, isn't it? You know what I mean, there's always like, you know, if I haven't got anybody with internal warrior, so basically any non-primark, um, am I going to risk it? I guess is the one it could be a good unit to put in there to give people something to think about. Yeah, but I mean, for the same price as uh, a squad of these, you can get an eight-man heavy support squad of Marines. Who'll put out almost three times as many shots? Uh, right, fair enough then. So fair enough. Uh, so I mean, because the bolt profile is just a thirty-inch heavy bolter. So all oh, right, it's not That's that not... great because so, they got the two profiles. They got the bolt. They got the bolt profile, and they've got the Adoraphic Destructor. 
Okay, right, got you. But I mean, personally... 65 I... points per model, flipping heck. Yes, they are expensive. They are expensive. I mean, That's like uh, siege tyrant levels of expensive. Exactly. I mean, personally, what I would do is I'd just use them to deep strike behind vehicles to try and take out the vehicles with your arm, with your arm um, rapid destruction. Armor bang. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, but there's probably better units for that that don't cost as many points, I would have thought. Unless you want to, like, say... Probably and one of them will come up. Thematic. Yes. One of them's going to come up. So okay. what we've got next is another... Oh, for goodness sake, really? Another bloody Mechanicum thing? Yeah, Mechanicum. Somebody loves Mechanicum. Sorry, this, this is going to be a theme for this evening. So if you are a Mechanicum player... We hate you. I, I suggest <laughs> you, you probably, uh, you know, take it in good good spirit. I've had a bad week against Mechanicum. Um, we should come on to that later, but they are bastard-hard. Just that is going to be the running theme. If there was a theme to this show tonight, it's Mechanicum, you are bastards, and you're really hard. Yeah. Anyway, no, so I love the so this is I another tank, an assault models. tank, no less. I haven't seen this it's one, actually. It's a really, really nice model. Um, £105, though. Uh, Christian oh, wants two of them. Well, he wants them. Of course he does. Uh, strength 5, AP 4 missiles with flesh bane and pinning. Yes, that's not all that great. I don't really mind that too much. That wouldn't yeah. bother me. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't got... bother me in any of my armies, really. Not even... I mean, I suppose it's wounded on twos, isn't it? Yeah, I've heard so it described... It's good against high toughness, but yeah. other than that... I've heard it described as a whirlwind on steroids. I mean, it looks great. It's a cracking-looking model, that. Yeah. But what's that? I wonder what those guns are on the side. That might make a difference. If they're... um. Things like the eradication engines or something like that. They uh, might be, uh, I don't think they are. What are the guns on the side? I might have no to pull idea. up the book. I might have to pull up the book now to. Uh, okay. I think they're just sort of like a Laz Cannon thing. Got you. Um, they look pretty cool. I'm going to pull up the book now so I can have a look at this. All right. Yeah. No worries. Because um, yeah, I, I had noted all this down, but this is obviously a few weeks ago now since it's yeah. been out. Um, so we'll look, we'll look at the next one, which I've got. I've got two of these. Yeah. Uh, the Legion Moritat. Oh yes, 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 yes. I bought two. So of these are great, aren't they? I mean, these are uh, you know, lots of. There was lots of chatter when these bad boys came out. So, here's the question: though. the the Volkite Serpenter is a um, it's like a flamer, isn't it? So it doesn't get the it's chain fire thing. It does get chain fire. It's not a flamer. It's a it's a uh, it's a, just a Volkite pistol. Oh right. Okay. So it gets you flag rate. Oh nice. Oh brilliant. Gotcha. Now, and that's the one that that with a plasma pistol is what you were talking about. Wasn't yeah, it? I I bought two. Because I want a Moritat for my Ultramarines with one Plasma Pistol and one Volkite Serpenta. I gotcha. don't see... Because if you got if the Plasma Pistol misses, and it misses on twos as well as ones, and overheats, right. um, it ends the chain fire. So there's no point where you'll actually need two Plasma Pistols. Right, I see what you mean. Yes, I get what you're saying, yeah. So your, your, your plan is Volkite Serpenta first, and then when that misses use the plasma yeah 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 exactly um uh, and you get that up to a maximum of 12 shots i mean it's very situational though isn't it i mean it sounds really cool but i'm just trying to think you know you'd have to be within 12 inches so you'd have to either be coming in from a, a vehicle or something like that or you know deep striking i suppose but it's a lot of shots but is it you know you're, you're hoping aren't you with the to get that many and i mean the serpent is going to be you know you're going to get a cover site i'm uh, sorry you're going to get a that's, um, armor save if you're like a marine against it so yeah i mean it's an it's a nice um they're nice models to have just i want them they, are, they, they look lovely. great i'm just look trying great. to decide whether i want two and then put one in my word bearers or whether i'll nice. end up selling one with the um the spare weapons god because uh obviously they, they've released yeah they, they, they look businesslike i've got to say they've released them they're, in a weird they're... format go on mate sorry i was just saying they've released them yeah, in they a have, weird format they? 
two. Yeah, there's. Uh, I can see, you know, two Volkite Serpentas. That's not a bad combo. But a Volkite Serpenta and a Plasma Pistols just. Sorry, uh, two Plasma Pistols just doesn't work. So you either get two Volkite Serpenta or two Plasma Pistols. You can't get in the kit. You don't get the choice. You basically have to buy the other model. Exactly. If you want to. Oh, that's a bit harsh. Hence why I bought one of each. And I'm trying to decide uh, if I'm going to sell, sell the other one. So right. someone else can make a Volkite Serpenta Plasma Pistol one. Got yeah. Or have one for my word bearers. Gotcha. But they're nice mm. models, and I might just keep both of them. Fair play. Fair play. they are beautiful models. <laughs> they are nice, like. Yeah, and then so, um, that same week you had the Tyrant Siege Terminators. Yeah, after I just spent all that time, you know, buying the bits and making them myself. They do look great. Like, I don't think I'll be buying any, because to be honest, I've got ten of them already, and I, I just can't see myself splashing out for these things no, i mean they're quite I mean, they, expensive they, they look great but they are expensive yeah i mean yeah. and they're i mean they are you know they're, they're pretty much the cornerstone of, i mean if you speak to most iron warriors players you know they're gonna have three things generally they're gonna have terminators uh siege terminators they're gonna have um havoc squads mm-hmm. and they're gonna have probably um quad launchers yeah you know those are the sort of default things that most iron warriors tend to have um and i've used these and they are excellent um, as a in game, they are superb. I mean, you put them with a um, what's the what's the guy the uh, siege console? Uh, for uh, siege breaker, siege breaker. Yeah, so you get yeah. give them um, so you can give them that gives them tank hunter, you know, and then you can do other things. Give them a ballistic skill up their ballistic skill with the master signals nearby. Yeah. Put them next to an ammo dump to reroll ones. You know, they're devastating, but they do struggle a bit. I've found that they're great against everything except flare shields. Yeah. Because obviously, um, you know, flare shields will on a, on anything really is most of them's armor bloody fourteen, isn't it? So, um, you know, flare shields are going to take the down to strength seven, and you can't get through them. Yeah. So uh, they do have limits, um, which is why you need other units to back them up. But in terms of just sheer destructiveness, you know, they're basically firing two strength eight AP three. 48 inch range missiles and they've got a two plus four plus yeah uh, with power uh, fists i uh, mean they're monsters i mean i think i've noted down here they're, they're probably the shootiest unit in the game yeah i think so and like i said they're, they're really survivable you know you can give them now you can now we've got the, the model for the um primus medicaid with um terminator armor you can put a, a um give them a pain as well if you want to make a complete kind of death star unit out of them yeah but um they're expensive mind you know they are you know, 50 odd points each so yeah, now I just want my Fulmentaris Terminator Strike Squad. They're much more expensive, though, aren't they? Not in terms of cost, but well, oh. in ter- uh, but in terms of actual points cost, they're about oh. seventy points each, aren't they? Oh, they are. They are mental, but they get really, really good. But you've got to buy more of them to get them better. Yeah, but yeah, I just want the models because they're they're going to be cool <laughs> and they're going to be they're not going to be a linchpin. I just I just really want the models because I will use them from now and then, especially in big games. Yeah, sure enough. So next is this other unit from uh, the studio, uh, which was chucking out more and more stuff for our custodies friends. Yeah, so this is a before we go custodes- there, I oh. found the I found the the weapon for the, the other weapon oh, for the yes, tank. Yes. It is a uh, tw- a two lightning blaster sentinels. Oh, I've no idea what that is. I've got the weapon profile here on the other page. It's something that's going 18, to annoy me. Eighteen inch range, strength seven, AP five, heavy free, shred with rending. It's not too bad, is it? Really? I mean, you're going to be wounding on twos against most things, but you're still going to get an armor save. So, I mean, then they do get shred, but yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. But they may that's target. Okay, then. They may target units separately from the main weapon of the tank. Oh right, got you. And if reduced from tr- to firing snapshots, does it at BS two? Oh, that's not bad. So, 
Yeah, it's okay. Pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then the uh, other thing was, yeah, yeah, you were saying custodies. Um, mm. The Jura Falcon. Is that the Jura Falcon? Jura Falcon pattern jet bikes. Yeah, so what are these bad boys? This looks like there's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, custo- power lances. Custodies on jet bikes with power lances. Now, their toughness is increased by one, so they basically laugh off strength 10 instant death. Oh, right. Does that make them tough to six? As tough as a Primark. Jesus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, and they get those Devastators. Yeah, and they, and they come stock with a bolt cannon, but you can upgrade that to the Adorathic Devastator right. for five points, which makes them better than the Sagittarian oh, right. that released earlier. One. Yeah, it does. Because yeah. now they move 12 yeah. inches, shoot two strength six AP2 instant death armor bane shots at 18 inches. Oh, shit, the bed. And then if they charge, they got three strength six AP two close combat attacks. Blimey, yeah, that's a winner, isn't it? Any day of the week. Yeah, I, I, I can't see any custodies player not taking these. No, absolutely, they are. But they I mean, I suppose sold out really, really quickly. I was at a, uh, um, Ben Greaves from over in the northwest was uh, saying on Facebook the other day I, I, he had to get a refund because they haven't cast them yet. Blimey, because they're that far. Because everybody wants them. Yeah, wow! But you look at they them. are impressive. Yeah, and you can also give them the, a twin-linked Corvée Laz Pulsar. That's right. twenty-five points, so it's very expensive. It's good to deal with armor. But yeah. personally, I think the two strength six AP two armor bane shots edge yeah, out D three S nine AP two shots. Plus, you you know you've got maneuverability on your side, so you can get around the side to avoid flare shields. Yeah, or get around the back, you know, if you need to. So, they, yeah, they've got a lot going for them, I think. Making yeah. deep strike them, for Christ's sake, if they're jet bikes. Exactly. And even the base weapon, the um, the, the bolt caster, uh, the bolt cannon, sorry, um, shoots three shots at 36 inches, and that's strength six, AP three. Shit. Shit to the bed, as they say. Well, um, do you think, looking at these new units, I suppose a lot of these, well, actually, we'll, come, we'll finish off and then we'll, we'll summarise. So, yes. there's a transfer sheet. Yes, for, for house, Traitor Nighthouse. House Malanax. Okay. Uh, just the transfer sheets. It's that one with a scorpion. Gotcha. From book six that uh, right. that Forge World seemed to really like. Gotcha. And then it's... so this 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 is the the psychic robot bullshit nonsense. Oh god, yeah. Castellex <laughs> Akia Battle Automator. So when I read the books, um, I really like the uh, Prospero Burns book. I really like the Thousand Sons. I like mm. the the idea behind them. You know that they're trying to learn, and they seem quite a human for. Most of the legions, they seemed very human, if you see what I mean, with human frailties, which yeah. I quite liked. Um, but these were in mentioned in there. And I thought when I read them, I thought, I wonder if they're going to have those. You know, this whole thing about these sort of like, rather than using cortex controllers, it, they control them via Crystals sort of psychic chest, abilities. Yeah. yeah. And they, I mean, in the book, they actually have a, a Titan, don't they? Not, no spoilers, I suppose. But anyway, um, so what has it got? This ether flame cannon. Yeah, so they've and got the Mauler pattern. Oh, got, yeah, the Mauler pattern. Same as the Mechanicum. Yeah, the Mauler pl- flame cannon is a uh, pattern bolt cannon is basically the same as a normal uh, Castlex right. normal one. Um, yep. The Aether uh, flame cannon, uh, if I'm just trying to pull up the rules here for it, if I remember correctly, it's basically. Oh, it's in the. Is it in the. Uh, is it in the rules for them? Ah, uh, this book is. This book is big, and I'm just trying to remember where the Efa, Efa cannon. Here he is, Efa fire cannon. Um, right, it's a 36 inch range, strength seven, AP two. 
um, heavy one, blast, three inch, soul blaze, and gets hot. That's not too bad. There's some downside. It's like a big plasma cannon. Yeah, basically any model drawn from the Thousand Suns army equipped with a plasma cannon may upgrade this to an ether fat cannon via cannon uh, for right. 10 points. In the case of gotcha. a unit with more than one plasma cannon, then all plasma cannons in the unit must be identically upgraded. Uh, right, and obviously this uh, cast Lex has it. Yeah. I don't know who I don't know whether I would which, which what I would take a all a bolt cannon or ether flame cannon. Well, it's one shot in it, three inch blast. So you know, with clever spacing, you you can get that down to one unit hit with you know, with scatter, maybe two. I suppose the bolt cannon. I'm trying to think. What's the bolt? I can't remember the bolt cannon's AP three or not. But um, I don't know. Really, that's not too bad, is it? I mean, it's got some other kind of business going on there, can't they? Yeah, yeah. They've got um, well, the Mauler bolt cannon's got uh, aspect shells. Yeah. Um, which are another one of the uh, Thousand Suns thing. It's basically a, uh, in the fluff. I think it's a, it's tainted with a psychoreactive toxin, That's um, right, yeah. and that gives them. Um, they're, they're, now they're only strength free, but they've got shred. Gotcha. All right. And I've heard a lot of talk about because you can put these shells onto uh, rotor cannons, which are already strength free anyway, aren't they? Yeah. So you automatically give those. So you give uh... those rotor cannons shred. And gotcha. suddenly, rotor cannon squads in Thousand Suns become, you know, playable. Yeah, totally. I mean, that is one of those things, isn't it? I suppose about rotor cannons is they, they just nobody takes them. I've only seen one person ever use them. If I'm honest, I like them. They look the business, but they're um, just no good. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I think they have to put out a lot more, lot more shots because I mean, you're wounding on Marines on fives with those, and it's just not really worth doing. I don't think. But anyway, yeah. but once you add shred. Yeah, it makes it kind of doable, doesn't it? Yeah. So uh, what else does Automator have? They've got rage. They're fearless, yep. and it will not yep. die. Good. Now, uh, psychers can also counter the mind lock because um, yep. they get they've got some sort of psi controller matrix, um, yep. and they can use the castlex to draw line of sight for any malediction or witch fire powers. Right. But the most important thing about these is you don't need a cortex controller uh, to be yeah. able to feed them, to field them. That's because you don't need the special. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Got you. Anyone else who wants to field a castlex, which other legions can do, they need to have a unit with a cortex controller. Yes, they do. Ah, cool. Very cool. So, yeah, but they look great, though. I mean, they, I must say, they do look smashing. Um, the actual models themselves look the business. Yeah. The, they, they really do look They're impressive. some of the nicest-looking models a Forge World have done this year. Um, I think they've done a lot of nice models this year. Mm. Mind you, say so, we're only in April, so <laughs> they've yeah. got a long time to come. Uh, I think they, they're probably some of the nicest units I've seen from Forge World in a long, long time. Got you. So some of the, the newer units, particularly the Custodies and stuff, and... You know, people have sort of said, oh, you know, things are getting more powerful. It's like a sort of power creep. But, you know, that Mechanicum tank, I don't think that's massively overpowered. You know, it's not strength 5 AP4. No. You know, okay, yeah, it's ruining on twos, but you're still going to get a save. I think, I mean, those custodies, those bikes are definitely very powerful. But, you know, the rest of it, it's not too bad, is it? Really? You've got to look at the cost of the think... custodies. They cost a lot of money. I mean, as um, I was speaking to, oh, what's his name? Stephen Henry. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, at uh, at the weekender, yeah, and when he was and, and he was doing really, really well, but when he lost the unit, he was sort of you know you, you know how he puts his hand to his face and he sort of like almost chewed yes. his hand, yes. and, and it was like and I was like, what are you doing that for? You're doing really well, and he's like, yeah, but I've just lost a man, and he, yeah. he sort of realised that, all oh, right, so for every one of he loses, that's a lot of points. Yeah, that's true enough. That is true enough. So they they balance that way, yeah. and then. Uh, oh, who was I speaking to? I think it might have been Greg Dan 
from yep. um, Imperial Truth, or was it just, or, or, or was it just Jason Mullins? It was one of the two. That was a very hazy weekend. But, but I, we were talking <laughs> about the power of the two of the Space Wolves and the um, and the Thousand Sons. And uh-huh. Obviously, they've got a lot of in with uh, people like Alan Blythe, right? And he explained to them that these two. The lists, the Thousand Suns and the Space Wolves, represent the, these legions at the height of their power. Yes, I suppose that's very true. And when they get done in other books later on, right, they won't be anywhere near this power. Gotcha. Yeah, I guess that is true, isn't it? That slow, um, you, the grind of this you know, huge war will will have some effect, won't it? I must yeah. do. Just like in later books. Just like uh, I think it was explained that Angron isn't as powerful as other Primarchs necessarily in in terms of some of his you know whereby ross can beat him at this point yeah because at this point he's you know he's virtually crippled by the uh butcher's nails ah right i see what you mean oh that makes sense my i mean it is you know a lot of people have said that the the first you know the first books legions the first couple of books you know don't appeal in comparison to the later but i'm not so sure that's true to be honest with you i don't think i mean it's not as if i mean most armies have got one or two special units haven't they yeah generally you know a, a couple of special characters a couple of special units usually like an elite's choice um some kind of terminator upgrade so i think it's all kind of if i mean the salamanders for example are still bastard hard yeah so um i don't think that's necessarily true i think they fixed the the, the unless the, it's mechanicum of course in oh, which case it is absolutely true i think they've gone back <laughs> and they fixed the ones that were issues though like the justarians yes, yes they were true. they were pretty poor when they first came out Gotcha. And then, obviously, when they redid the book, uh, redid them in what book was it? It was the Red Book. The Red yeah. Book. Yeah. Um, they suddenly went from being, you only take if you want a fluffy army, to, yeah, you've got to take these guys. Yeah. I mean, that's good, isn't it? I mean, like I say, it's, it's certainly impressive stuff, that they, what they've done. And, and I like the way they kind of guardian their rules. You feel I feel a, a little bit safer with them, with the rules that they make, you know, and they, they're not massively open. I mean, it doesn't stop people abusing the crap out of it, of course, but... Um, you know, that's just the way of the world, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, anything else on the new releases? I think that covers all of that. And by the power of editing, uh, I'm able to slot in the uh, today's new release, uh, which is the um, Space Wolves Legion Contemptor Dreadnought, which I think is a really, really, really cool-looking uh, Dreadnought. I know it's got a lot of split opinion about it, um, especially the crown and the knotwork, um, but I, I like it. Um it, it really really is quite a nice thing uh that's 35 pounds so the price of other dreadnoughts um and is available for pre-order now um they also do pa- uh, they've also done a, a package with it which includes a power claw and a heavy bolter personally i'm going to substitute that power claw for a uh, chain fist i think um but yeah it's a really nice model um i will have to get one eventually when drop pods become available again for them um but yeah 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 so uh Go ahead and get that if you're a Space Wolves player.
so what have you been working on then, mate? You, you're always you're always uh, you're always up to something. So let's see what you've been I doing. I have, but I've been up so, to a lot less uh, of late than I have been. I've been doing a lot of my blood bowl stuff, right? Um, so that's taken up a bit of my time. Um, but uh, I've been st- I built and primed fifteen Tartaros Terminators for my word bearers. Blimey, that's so I'm a lot of them. Sticking them in the Mastodon with a Contemptor. Ah, so the Mastodon's not for the um. Not for the ultramarines. No, no, it's for the word bearers. Oh, cool! It's going to be red. Nice. The the the, the ultramarines have got have already got a uh, fell blade. Yes, they have. That's true. And I may have added a glaive to that as well. You you. I sold all my war. I sold most of my war machine stuff. Oh right, got you. So I was able to raise some funds, and I and I was like looking, and I was like, it's a great looking model, like that's a great. It's, it, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a glaive. Well, Jens from um, Northern Heresy, uh, he, he loves his glaive, doesn't he? And uh, he has a great success with it. So um, there you go. It's a good-looking tank, like. Yeah. I, I just, just wish they sold the turret. Wish because then he could just buy the fell blade and then just change the turret out. Yeah, just ignore the really demolisher cool. cannon. <laughs> oh yeah, does it not have a demolisher cannon? Don't no, have a demolisher does it? cannon. Oh, well, that locks that plan into, into a cocked hat. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, there was the falchion as well, but... Yeah, the falchion's the one with the fixed turret, isn't it, with the yeah. D-weapon? Didn't quite fancy that. No, I don't fancy that as much. I mean, it's... Yeah, the glaive's got some... There's something about it. It looks great. It looks mean, and it's it's got some weird rules that bamboozle everybody until you shoot them with it. So... Exactly. Definitely worth should, doing. It should, should be fun. So, yeah, so... That's so, so, so you've got 15 Tartarus Terminators now. Yep, 15 Tartarus Terminators, all the plastic kits... Nice. Although, uh, I've had to. I've had to model. I've had to do some butchering of one's hand uh, to put in a um, to put in a power axe. Right. Any particular reason? Uh, AP. I wanted him to have an AP two weapon. I see. I would see power axes. My my eternal debate with power axes. I I would never take one if I'm honest with you. If I could take a power fist. Well, I've got one with a power fist, I've got one with a power axe, and I've got one with a power sword. Oh, fair enough. But I th- You've got them all covered. I've got them all covered. So there's 15, 15 bursting out of this uh, Mastodon with a Contemptor backed up behind it. Very nice. That will look. Mo- I can't wait to see that on the battlefield, actually. That's going to look very cool, rocking up with that. Yeah, that, that, that's, hopefully that'll get done. I should probably... St- I'll get these Tartaros done first, then I'll figure yeah. out some other stuff. Because uh, I've got a box full of projects which are started and not not gotten anywhere well yes i mean i'm, I'm, I'm the same down. I've, I've also picked up another bloody 30 mark 3 marines and i'm thinking why have i why have i got all these marines i've got bloody 60 of the sudden things now anyway oh, I, need, I need to get some more mark 3 because i've, got, oh, some, right, I've got a space wolf project for the back of the back end of the year which have i'm you? working oh, on jesus christ well, I've got, too I've, many armies I'm going to have three legions. I'm going to have my Space Wolves, I'm going to have me Ultramarines, and I'm going to have my Word Bearers. Right, and the then. only reason I'm doing Space Wolves is because I've already got all the drop pods for them. Well, why waste that? Exactly. And mad. It's sort of like, mad to leave them hanging about. I sort of like, I'd pay less 40k now, and I thought, mm, you know what? I'll get the drop pods. All right, I've, got a, I've got a Charybdis um, that I got ages ago, but can't really use my Ultramarines very much because the, the, the right of, they don't really suit deep striking very much. No, they don't like it, do they, apparently, if I remember my... Well, one of the specific rights of war, which is a good right of war, Legis Lectora, says you can't deep strike. Right. At all. So, um, immediately, not going to do it. But the, but I just think it'll look so cool with the wolves, and I've got Russ and his wolf kin. They're just going to burst out of there with uh, um, with some um, grace layers and mess stuff up. Sounds good. Fun. I had to, uh, two uh, Iron Warriors contemptors hoofing about that I never really used him, actually. 
And uh, I was you had after contemptors. the other week. Sorry? You had contemptors? Yeah, I have got contemptors. Two I have of them, never seen you use a contemptor. Exactly. So, um, they're great looking models, but I, I didn't like the way I painted them. To be honest with you. That's another reason why they probably never came out very often. Um, and of course, I had, you know, when I was doing the armor breakthrough list, that there was never really a place for them. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking, oh, another thing I need to deal with is Vulture Axe, because obviously they're, um, yeah, they're, you know, haywire, haywire flyers. Yeah, Christine's got two of them now. So uh, I was thinking, well, can I, what have I got that can actually do it? So what have I got that can intercept, for example? And uh, not a lot, really. Um, the only thing that I've actually got is them. And so, uh, so I thought, well, I know what I'll do is I'll strip them down and, and repaint them. So I bio-stripped them off, uh, not realising that you can't really use bio-strip against, on resin. Oh, can you not? Um, well, apparently not. I think I might have left one a bit long because I don't know if you if you've made an old Forge World contemptor because these are back in the day Forge contemptors. Uh, yeah, but I've, got the, a, I've got a relic. Yeah, but the um the uh, Keras assault cannons were really awkward to put together. They were like these weird. You have oh, to, like, yeah, I've got one, I've, barrels. I've just done one for my um, uh, word bearers. That that you've got the two the two lots of barrels and they go in it. It looks it's not the best looking in the world because uh, it might one anyway getting them straight. <laughs> Getting them straight was impossible. Uh, really, yeah. really difficult. In the end, I think what I did was I kind of put a little bit of green stuff on the end of them, on both on like both ends where they were going, and then just put them in on the green stuff just so that they would actually stay in place because they were impossible to glue it that like that. But anyway, I put it in the in the bio strip. I left it in there accidentally for a bit too long, and one of them just fell to bits. Was and it warped it, so it's like shit. But anyway, I managed to get most of the paint of them off, and I repainted them over the weekend. They look a bit better. Still not 100% happy with them. What what I did this time that I don't normally do, so normally when I paint my own warriors, I, I usually spray them black and then just dry brush them with lead belcher as a sort of base. Um, but I thought, oh, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to go straight to the le- uh, you know do a, a undercoat, spray an undercoat, and then spray them with lead belcher, mm-hmm. and then use null oil and agrax to, to to dull them down. But it, it never looks quite as good. I don't think. I think I should have been better off spraying them black and doing the um, dry brushing with lead belcher to, mm. as a sort of base so but they look okay i've put a bit more black into them this time so they don't look quite so shiny um but i, I will be using them against christian just to yeah stop shenanigans but um it, i'd probably better what you need against the vulture axe which we'll probably come on to is you need to shoot them a lot because they are really are quite difficult but anyway so i've got those so that was the other that was the first thing and the second thing that i had as i had two while i was looking at things that can intercept i remembered that i've got a couple of knights that i haven't painted up oh, um, yeah. oh yes, yes yeah i think i salted them didn't i yeah um so i put them together and painted those so and i've now got them all in the same color so i've got three knights and my yeah. titan all in the same kind of livery which is quite cool the, the, so pur- that was a, the, the purpley one yeah yeah so um i'm quite pleased with that because it was a it was a long-standing project that i wanted to do whether I'll ever use them is another matter, but at least I'd have to look at them and feel guilty about the fact they're sitting there unpainted. So, so I've got that cleared, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can feel less guilty about that. So, next things next. Well, I think that's going to be my new army, or at least starting bits of my new army, which we'll come on to later. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, and I actually, I was just reminding myself there what the um, the Iron Warriors Contemptor. Actually, is it the Legion specific one you've got? Yes, it is. Yeah, beautiful model. Yeah, great looking model. I've really heard nice. it's... someone, and I can't, I'm trying to rem- remember who, but someone was using it as a Space Wolves one because of the whole stripped back aspect of the the chest. Right. Because it looks like you're, they've stripped back all the parts. Yeah. Because it's, really, yeah. it's a really interesting looking Contemptor. It is. Uh, yeah, it is good. Yeah, yeah. 
Greg. It was Greg. He's um, Imperial Truth Greg. <coughs> uh, he, he was saying, you know, he's, he's modified it yeah. because of the whole stripped back bit. There's no front, there's no like a front plate on it to, to look like yeah. a, a Space Wolf one because he figures that's what the Space Wolves would do with their contemptors. Ah, very good. I've noticed, I've noticed people have taken the heads of them because they're kind of like quite skull like heads. Yeah, they're, they're and, used nice them, and used them for like Perturabo. For a helmet for Perturamo, for example, which looks oh, quite cool. Yeah, that would work. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of money on a contempt just to use his head, if I'm honest with you. The best well, one in the unless world. You the, um, unless you get the uh, uh, Havoc launcher, you get a spare head with that. Do you? You do. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, the Havoc launcher it comes with a head with an um, eye lens on it. Wow. Well, there you go. That's so you just buy themselves. it with a with that havoc launcher. Put the havoc launcher on and and have oh, the havoc launcher head. I've not done oh, that with. Cool. Uh, I've only done that with my relic. Gotcha. Um, for the ultramarines, I, uh, I've kept the the word bearer's head on the the word bearer. Oh, right, cool. Cool. Looking at that now so, on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> so modelling. Modelling. Yeah, there was a question that I was wondering because I do my models a certain way, <coughs> and when I've spoken to other people. They're like, that's weird. And then other people are like, yeah, that's actually a good idea. And I'm just wondering what other people do with this one. So it's to do with the, you know, when you apply sand to the ba- your base? Yes. Well, I do it before I prime my model. Freak. See, yeah, that, that's the direction. <laughs> so because I've always found that it holds the, um, the, the material on better. Hmm. And it gives me a nice black base to paint onto. Does, yeah, I can see where you're coming from now. So, yeah, that, actually, now you mention it, although I have... My immediate reaction is one of, of pure revulsion. Yes, um, that's, that's a similar reaction I have from other people. You know what? Actually, that's not a bad idea, is it? Yeah, so because I was just wondering... Because you've already, already undercoated the base then, so you can already paint the, you know, and paint the base up. Yeah. Um, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a thought I'm putting out there. I'm not discussing anything about it. I just want to know what other people think of that <laughs> am I that big a freak now I, you know what I think it makes it quite a bit of sense maybe I should try it now I think usually for me the, the basing is like a rite of passage it's it's uh, it's like the post-coital cigarette of model making for me um, it is that right I'm done I've painted this thing and now I'm going to do the base and now it's finished yeah I was doing it it's before it's like a sense I... of completion whereas I think if I did it at the beginning it would be well. It'd be all crazy. Yeah, because I was I was doing it before, and I was I was having to water down the paint so much to get it to you yeah. know, to seep into the sand, and I was always finding the sand would come off a little easier. Yeah. And then I was starting, yeah. and then I thought, well, I'll just put the base material on, and I'll undercoat it, and maybe the the paint will help keep it on. And I found that works. Hmm. I can see where you're coming from. Like I said, I think for me, basing is like a. Finishing the you know, model. It's the yeah, last yeah. thing. I do. It's like finishing the model off. Weirdly, it's like that sense of completion. Right, the base is done. I can look at this now. You know, I usually take it outside, look at it in some better light, and think, "Oh, fucking hell, the golden demons are safe for another year from me." Um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, that's interesting. What other people think about that? So yeah. anyway, state of the union, sort of general general shiz. So new Thunderhawk model, which we saw um, the other day, didn't we? Yes, um, uh, when was that? The 4th. So, oh, God, uh, two, uh, nearly two weeks ago. So that looks, It looks much better, I, from what I see. Oh, no, it's Can the 10th. Give... I'm looking at the dates here wrong. I've got the, uh, the dates are written American. Ah, oh, curse those damn Americans. Ah, why would I do that? 
Oh, it's because Google Docs is doing Google it differently. Docs. Yeah, no, no, the temp. So it's only 10 days ago. So, yeah, we saw the new Contender model. I've got to say, I really like it. I think it's good. I mean, I, I've never been attracted to to that or the Stormbird or any of those big flyers, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. As a, as it's for being on the battlefield. It, it, I think me, if you had a it's a practical huge amount of, yeah, I mean, carting the thing around, you need a bloody estate guy just to move the thing. I mean, it, it looks great, and I know um, Andrew had one at the um, weekend, and it, you know, it's, unpainted it's an crime. Yeah, um, if you're going to get something like that, paint it, spray it green. Um, but <laughs> spray it green, give it a wash and a dry brush, and you, you know, know it, it's still a good looking model. Yeah, it's, it's like, still a lovely, beautiful model. But when you can, yeah. I, I think I put up on our Facebook page, I, I'd I'd put the new one and the old one side by side. Yeah, and my god, the yeah. new one just looks so much better. It does. I mean, it always looked like a flying brick, and it, I mean, all of the sort of space, apart from like the Storm Eagle and the Fire Raptor, which look look like they could potentially you know and the ziffen i suppose and the um, ziffen i'm 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 gonna argue for the ziffen the ziffen looks good i don't like it honestly looks like a, you it, know a, a viper it does look like a viper from Battlestar galactica there is that i think the lightning is a better looking one and actually i think oh, the lightning's a nice one I, I think i prefer i'm not sure if i like the lightning or, or the old lightning with like the you know you remember the old styley ones yeah, yeah kind of like look a bit like the um, dark angels flyer now um, oh, I like the Dark Angel Flyers as well. I know I'm weird. Yeah. Uh, other people are like they're horrible, and I'm like, no, no, they're, they're quite nice. Yeah, I just got I mean, rid of my Dark Angels army as well, and now I'm thinking about getting on them again. No, no, just oh, stop, stop, man, stop. But um, it's got, yeah, I've got so too much time on my hands. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'll be rushing out to buy one anytime soon. I think if I had, you know, fairly infinite resources and a lot of space. And time, I would buy it for the modelling opportunity, but I don't think I would buy it to actually play with. I love, I love the look of it. It looks a lot yeah. better than the old one. Yeah, um, it, I, I, I can. I'm looking at it. And I'm seeing. Well, there's a bit of the mastodon there. There's a bit of the stormbird. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of the fire raptor. But it's taking think it, lots of cues from all the other stuff. The thing is, if you had the money and the space, and all of those things weren't a problem, would you buy that or would you buy a stormbird? And I think I'd get a stormbird. I get the Stormbird. Yeah. If it's a rhino yeah. in the back. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool as. You know, you can, you can put a rhino in the back of it, man. The, yeah. the only thing that puts me off with these two particular models is is the ability to use them. They're just not practical. I mean, Andrew has built a stand for his. Yeah. But it's, it's, like, a, it's like, a, like a bit of an old stool that you smashed up, isn't it? Like this massive, it's you know, two-inch diameter dowling. It takes so much space on the board. <laughs> Yeah, it's monstrous. I mean, like I said, I think you'd only use it in a really, really big game or something because it's, you know, you move that thing a minimum of 18 inches and you still moved it six foot across the bloody board by the time you've, you know, it's just a huge thing. Yeah, so. to, to, to me, it's a lovely model, but it's not all that practical in game. It's not all that useful. It's more useful than the Thunderhawk Transporter, though. That's That's <laughs> got to be for collectors only, that one, isn't it? Nobody's going to rock up with that. I mean, why would you? Well, unless, really? you, unless you dump a couple of uh, whirlwinds. Yeah, I have no no idea. Because I know somebody who's done that. You can do right? it. Uh, not whirlwinds. Um, land raiders. Can you take land raiders? No, they can take it? a land raider or two rhino chassis. It's not uh, whirlwinds. Yeah. It's not pr- what have I- vindicators. Two vindicators. Oh yes, they've dropped right, two vindicators me. behind enemy lines. Oh yeah, that does make and it's a bit like, of sense. Whoa! It's like yeah. not expecting that at all. But you know. 
it, you'd be better off doing something with orbital embalmment, wouldn't you? If you're going, it's going to be too. Strength ten shots, so. but anyway, it looks it's a cool thing to do. I think if you've got the time and the effort, but not for yeah, me. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to buy it. I don't have that much money. Then again, I say that I bought a glaive and a mastodon recently. So. Yeah, so yeah, um, <laughs> once in a lifetime type of purchases. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I've been. Um, I think. I mean, I bought a few bits and pieces this uh, recently. Some more Iron Warrior stuff. You know, I said I wouldn't. Um, but they're just things I just always wanted. Anyway, so psychic robots we've kind of covered anyway. Yeah, because they 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 had the psychic robots for a few, about a week before then because they do this Monday update. Right. Um, so yeah, we've already seen the 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 uh, oh, well, it had the siren dreadnought on it. Oh, yes, you're right. We didn't see that. Yeah, it had the siren dreadnought. That's not been released yet. That's is that the is that the thousand suns one with the like the cool yeah, it's looking. Got, it's got the it's a thousand what's that one? Yeah, it's got the the, the big um, force weapon. Yes. Oh, that does look good as well. I, there's a lot of pluses to the Thousand Suns. I'll come some, on to why I'm not playing them later. Absolutely beautiful models. They do have that, and they look great. If they, you know, you give them that sort of candy red finish, they look the absolute yeah. business. I mean, they're not my cup of tea, simply because I just space wolves. <laughs> yeah, it's the space wolves. No, no, no. It's I like them when they're blue. Yeah, the red. Sort of, the red yeah. doesn't appeal to me as much. I really like their blue. Um, yeah. So if I was going to do Thousand Suns, I'd do them in 40k. 40k colours, yeah. But actually, speak, speaking of Thousand Suns, and speaking of... Because uh, we're on the models there. I just wanted to say something. I got, uh, I heard um, through the grapevine that had come from the guys of Forge World. Because um, someone asked, do you know they're special Terminators? Is it the Sekhmet? Say that again, mate? They're special Terminators. Sekhmet, yeah. Sekhmet, the Sekhmet, yeah. yeah. yeah someone yeah. asked them, why have you done... They can take both contempt... Uh, uh, sorry, uh, Tartaros and... Catapratchai. Why have you only done them in Catapratchai? Because they've right. they, they previewed them at the um, uh, Weekender. Right. And uh, the guy said, we've already done Tartaros ones. They're plastic, and you buy them from Games Workshop. Oh, right. So you can use those in your... Um... So it, was just, it, it just came oh. to me there. I know, it, I know it's going, you know, segueing a little, but it just came to me there. And it was sort of like, oh, that's quite cool. Yeah, that is quite cool. I suppose their army wouldn't have changed... Radically, as but well, yeah. it's one of those dis- discussions, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, because they're nice ones. And then the next one is uh, next bit of news that we had was something that's unfortunately ended now. Ah, oh, it It's ended. Mm. Oh well, never mind. It was a humble bundle uh, thing. Now I don't know if you know the humble bundle, Graham. Do you? I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. For for all those who don't know, it's basically usually software or books or something. You pay what you want. Um, for every so much extra you pay, you get extra stuff. And you get software or books or something. And the Horus Heresy did one. So like the first pound, the first dollar you pay got you the first five Horus Heresy books. Um, wow. Even they did them in PDF, which was quite interesting. Yeah, I've never done them in PDF before. Um, plus Garrow, the Oath of Moment, and uh, an expansion for Talisman, the Horus Heresy. And then for eight dollars, oh, right. you got the next five books, the next Garrow audio book, uh, and a comic. And then for fifteen dollars, you got the next five books. Uh, and the next Garrow book and McCrag's honor, and all Go of ahead. that went to uh, and, and some vouchers to get off Battlefleet Gothic and uh, the Battle of Talon, and all that money Oosh. went to USA for uh, the UN Human uh, uh, High Commission refugees. Oh, that's but you good. could select a different charity. All right, got it. So I picked the Willow Foundation. So what's the what's the Battle of Talon? I'll, I'll come on to that, that book in a minute. It's a 
game. Um, I think. Uh, is it like a video game? Yeah, it's a video game. It must be. Um, Iron Warriors uh, versus Loyola yeah. Tanks. Uh, where is it? Have I got Steam open? Because it's a it's it's on Steam. There's. Steam. Oh right, that's probably why I haven't seen it. It's, it's on Steam. I think Sorry. it's also available on mobile as well. I'll, I'll Google it for you, but it's it's. I've heard good oh, yeah, things it's about it. Mm. Um, Battle for Talon. Ah. I, haven't, I haven't got it myself. I haven't got it myself yet. Um, I should do Battle for uh, Battle of Talon. Is it Battle of Talon? Oh yeah, Battle of Talon. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm not finding it in here. Battle of. I've got my mouse, my cursor in the way there. I'm just trying to find out how much it is. Right uh, Battle of Town, six ninety nine on um, Steam uh, for the Iron Edition. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a turn-based strategy uh, game. Yeah. It's nothing, oh, you know, yeah. it's not like, you know, high graphic Dawn of War type thing. But it's uh, sure. certainly, a li- uh, I've, heard, I've heard good things about it. Um, it's oh well, if um, like yeah, a he- I like the look of that. Yeah, it's like a hex, old, old hex school, war. old school hex, yeah, war game back in the day. So a bit like yeah, Ogres. it looks nice, doesn't it? Uh, the graphics aren't terrible. Um, the gra- you know, they're, they're they're not the most amazing graphics in the world, but for six ninety nine, you can't complain. Um, yeah, but it's yeah, but it's got knights and uh, and tanks, and that's what you want, isn't it? That's all I want in life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I might have to look into that one. So that's cool. Very cool. Yeah, so so we had the so we had the humble bundle. A shame it's come to the end. Uh, mm. The other two bits of news that we've got is the one that came out on Monday was Magnus the Red. Ah uh, yes, I noticed your obsession with his nipple nipple clamps. Or yes, it was where are his about. nipple horns? <laughs> <laughs> he should have big nipple horns. Oh lordy! They put it on the plastic model. Maybe fair they did. I always thought they would look slightly ridiculous on a plastic model. If I'm honest with you, oh, but um, seen, he looks good. I've I think he looks good. I've seen about fifty percent of the people I've seen modeling without the armor, just just, just a chest. Oh, uh, right, so yeah. It's nice that you can do that, but yeah, he does look lovely. That model is looking phenomenal. He is. And have you seen? I mean, he's apparently an absolute monster, isn't he? In the game, yeah, you know, seen... he can do all sorts of crazy shit. Oh god, yes, he can do all sorts of stuff. Like, there's yeah. a bit of debate about whether he can make it impossible to hit him, like super invisibility. Jesus, this is this is the problem, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, you know, wherever you put rules together, people will try and bust them. And it's like you know, I came and somebody was trying to pull some kind of caper like that with me. I was just like, ah, whatever. Because it's just, I've had enough of that in 40k, to be honest with you. And that's part of the problem, I think, with why my reluctance to go down the Thousand Suns route. Because, I mean, I really like the Legion. I like the history of them. It's just, I always worry a bit about psychic powers, if I'm honest with you. Because they, they are a game multiplier that can get out of hand. You know, and I think that that's been one of the, one of the problems I felt with 40k was that if you look at most of the kind of real Death Stars, not all of them, because obviously Necrons and, and Tau. Yeah. But... A lot of them involved some kind of psychic, which, which you know, elf trickery, um, to to sort of make something really, really difficult. And I think I kind of liked when you read about psychic powers in the books. They're usually some sort of face melting, you know, torrent of death, which I like. Not the torrent of death bit, but the fact that they are not. But they're not. You, don't, you very rarely hear about somebody saying, "Oh, and I and I made our hits much better." <laughs> it, it doesn't really flow as a narrative, so. It's um, 
I don't know. I, I'm a bit yeah. 50-50 about it all now. And I think that once you open that door to the sort of psychic shenanigans, then you do run the risk of you know people getting a bit crazy with it. But having said that, you do have the option for um, the Sisters of Silence, which is a good hard counter to that, which is yeah. good. I suppose if lots of people start taking Magnus and uh, Seven Thousand Sons, we'll have to start taking Sisters of Silence as allies. I'm not sure they can. I mean, I think he's got some real crazy powers, like, you know, yeah. major league crazy. But yeah, I think it's just, you know, people just have to be, you know... Um, wary. Respectful of the narrative, I think, is the word I would use. And, yeah, and wary, sure wary of going too far. There's like, yeah. you can do this, but should you do this? Well, yeah, and this is Mechanicum, of course, in which case I, all bets are off, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Course, do what you like, knock, knock yourselves out. But have you seen the, the <laughs> comparisons that people have been doing based, based on the picture? They've been trying, no? you know, putting the uh, image next to other Primarchs to make right. them making the bases the same size. Got you. And he looks big. He is. He was big, though, wasn't he? he was yeah, he was huge. Biggest you know, than the, the Primarchs, but he's he's like standing ahead over Vulcan. Wow, impressive. I mean, Vulcan's. I think Vulcan's the biggest Primarch so far. Got you. And didn't I mean he got kicked? Got his head kicked in by Russ anyway. So you know, he stands quite tall. Uh, I'm a little disappointed they didn't do them as a as a um, what you call it a diorama. What Russ and um, and, and Lehman Magna, uh, yeah, yeah. Lehman Russ and Magnus. I suppose oh, because quite cool. I think they did with Loken and Thingamy, didn't they? So yeah, Loken and Abaddon. So and um, Fulgrim and um, Ferris Manus. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So would, anyway, it would have been nice to see them as a as a, as a little diorama thing. I think it's going to be one of these things. I mean, either way, he would still probably die to um, Scoria. So probably yes. <laughs> Everyone likes to score, yeah. Um, okay, so the other little bit of news that's sort of come out is um, Greg Dan from the Imperial Truth, who we've mentioned yes. before in this podcast. Quite a, quite a lot, actually. Well, oh, he's, gonna... he's a nice Seriously. guy. He gets around. He does. That he does. He does. Uh, <laughs> he's released an FAQ for his London Heresy event. Yeah, I read that. It was... I've got, it was. There's a lot of stuff in there, like... There is a lot of stuff in there, yeah. I've, I haven't fully digested it yet, and no, I think it might be worth looking at in our next episode. Um... <laughs> But it's a good FAQ. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... I wonder whether there is a, you know, whether there is a, a need or a, a willingness to, you know, maybe have a sort of universal FAQ for all these big events that run. Yeah, at least until Forge World, uh, give us yeah. but um, you know, like, like they do with like the, the ITC FAQs and things like that, yeah. whether... Whether we, because it would probably make our lives a little bit easier when we run events to say, well, we're just going to use this FAQ that we've all kind of contributed to. Yeah, but we've, um, um, we've, uh, I've shared it with you. I got it off Greg. Yeah, uh, I've shared it with you, and it, and uh, you know, thinking, oh, it might be useful for our event later on in the May. Yeah, it definitely will be. Um, so thanks for that, Greg. We do appreciate it. Oh, yeah. but, um, a lot of hard work you know, put in there. Although yeah. there are some questions in there that probably shouldn't have needed to be answered. That is the other thing, of course, is that um, quite a lot of these things you're thinking, would somebody. Yeah, Why somebody, would somebody even ask that? Yeah. yeah, and there was lots of that. I mean, I remember the the 40k FAQs, and you're thinking, you really ask that question? It seems so blindly obvious that, that that's what the answer is going to be. But, you know, people will try and push these things. Uh, interesting enough, I've been looking at the you know, the new Shadow War game. Oh, yes. That's coming out, the, the new. And um, I've been on the, the Facebook pages on that. And... Uh, people are already trying to break that and it's like a lot of people saying well look why are you doing this you know you're just making this the same as you did with 40k and you're trying to you know really 
game these rules to, yeah. to to the end of the earth. But really, this game is about a sort of narrative based, squad based RPG esque kind of thing, rather than you yeah. know smash your face of your enemy into the dirt kind of thing. So I'll be ordering the. We shall see. I'll be ordering the book for that on Saturday. Yeah, I think I'll be getting that as well. But yeah, um, it's interesting because like I've been the main. I usually keep up to date with most of these things, and I try and keep my hand in. But the one that I usually have the most contribution to currently is the um, is the Iron Warriors thirty k Iron Warriors mm-hmm. um, group, which is very good, um, and they're generally pretty nice on there. But um, there was a big debate about whether um, things like uh, Patarabo's uh, armor is relentless. Um, and things like that, and whether Horus's armor is relentless. And I, I, I kind of googled this and thought, actually, yeah, is that right? And as you know, because it, it doesn't specifically, I think in, in Horus's it, it sort of says it's a sort of Terminator armor. But yeah, yeah people have been saying, well, is it relentless? Can he can he can he use his orbital bombardment whilst moving because it's ordnance and things like that? That's and it's those kinds of things. Question. It is. I think it's generally been proven right the fact that he is relentless. But well, I think um, relentless is a Primark. Exactly, but you don't get relentless as a as a as a sort of primark rule, if you see what I mean. So, uh, I mean, I'd say fluff wise, he's, pri- he's he's relentless, but it'd be interesting to see what Ford World have got to say about that. Yeah, so and the same came up for Perturabo, but weird enough, his doesn't count as a shooting attack; his auto bombardment, so no. it doesn't. It's, it's not a problem. But the other thing that came out of that is so perturabo has got two options. You can either give him the um, the hammer mm-hmm. that uh, after Istvan. Or you don't. If you don't give him the hammer, he just has a close combat attack at AP2. And it's like, well, does that mean he's got a close combat attack and a hammer? And then it's like, well, cause, cause can you choose not to use the hammer? Because let's say if you were fighting another Primark, for example, um, he's already got quite a high strength. So you may think, actually, I don't want to use the hammer because I want to use my initiative to sort of smack him about. But if you've got the hammer, can you not use it and just give them a little tickle, but at AP2? So uh, this was a really hot topic that was discussed there. I don't think there was a definitive answer short of saying somebody probably needs to email Forge World and get them to make a decision because it's a weird one that, you know, because it's whether you can, if you've got two close combat weapons, you know, if you've got a power fist and a power claw, for example, and this may be sixth edition, um, you know, you can choose which one you want to use in close combat. Yeah, you can Um, still in in seventh. So if he's got a close combat attack, which is one attack, and a hammer, which is another one, can he just use his normal unhammered close combat attack? It's an interesting which, question. Which, yeah, so I think if I was playing him, I would say no, just just for the sake of clarity, because I wouldn't want to say that he can, because it does give him a bit of an unfair advice, because he, the hammer's unwieldy, so it's always going to be at initiative one, whereas he isn't, you know, he's at initiative six or whatever. So interesting. So yeah, yeah. some interesting rules questions coming up oh, um, and if anybody's got any rules questions or anything they want discussed on the show direct them to Dan um, sorry Greg <laughs> not Dan Greg Dan yeah or, or put, them, put them on our Facebook page and we'll, we'll, we'll have the best minds look at it for an, for an answer and probably shrug our shoulders and say you need an email forge world yeah fair enough okay so uh, moving on so we've had a few books released this uh, this yes. month Three books, in fact. I've only got two re- two reviewed, but the third one I can give some thoughts on because I've read most of it. Gotcha. No spoilers. Um, no spoilers. But we've got uh, the first one that I read was uh, pri- was the Primarchs Magnus, Master of Prospero. Uh, now it's the third in the Horus Heresy series, um, and this book is by Graham McNeil, who um, returns to Legion. He sort of fleshed out and gave life to with his book mm. Thousand Sons. 
Mm-hmm. And it sees Magnus and Perse Rabo as they work to evacuate a planet which is approaching this huge natural disaster. Now, it's only 12 years after Magnus joined his legion, and four years after Perse Rabo's discovery. So the legions right. actually feel very fresh, and they're growing into what they become. Got ya. Now, we get to spend some time with the old favourites. So you've got Azik Haraman, half our I like Azik. Uh, Phosis Takar, yeah. a father from yeah. A Thousand Sons. And then in the Iron Warriors, you've got Forex, uh, yeah. Obak, Zarkalo, uh, Barbie and Falk. Um, so you've got a sense of familiarity already with the characters. And it's yeah. interesting to see them in a much earlier time than you've actually seen them before. Gotcha. Because this would be, I guess, at the beginning or uh, there and there, well, at some point during the actual Great Crusade itself, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. They're all, all the prime yeah. art books are set during the Great Crusade. Um, the first two, the first two have been a mixed bag because I mean, I've got to be honest. Robert Gulliman was not a great book. It right. sort of took this incident and it sort of like showed that he doesn't like using dirty weapons. And it's like, yeah, well, right. we knew that already. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and the Lehman Ross one explored an incident that's a very, you know, ingrained in the fluff and did it in an interesting way. So it was a really, really good one. And this one sort of oh, yeah. takes a serious. And so we've got we we we're on a high now. It, yeah, it, it, the first one is sort of a, a, an outlying, not so good one. Yeah. Okay, so the first half of this book, we don't get a warfare novel, but we get as a story about a logistics issue and fighting limit uh, with well, a fighting limited to really short, sharp scenes. Um, wow. It's a really nice change of pace, actually, for a Warhammer book. Um, yeah. We don't have to go through chapters of Bolter shells flying, and we get room for lots of character development of both Magnus and Perturabo. Okay, cool. Now, where I think the book really shines is you get a youthful naivety of the two legions. At this point in their development, they're both still really idealistic and believe they, can do, they can't do anything wrong. I mean, right. Perturabo in particular is so different. I mean, I just read Angel Exterminatus. In that book, he's a really jaded cynic. But in this one, he's so idealistic, you could mistake him for a boot gullerman. He's, wow. such, he's such a different character. That's what happens when you send a legion away and grind it down. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it, only got yourselves to blame. It's also interesting to see the Thousand Sons and characters like Araman, who are a little uncertain of their true potential and they're a little reluctant to show off the full extent of their powers. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't they be also having the weird mutation shit going on about now as well, wouldn't they? No, no, no. This is this is after um, uh, oh, Magnus right. uh, fixed it. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yes, of course it, it would be. Wouldn't it? So it's not long after he's fixed the issue. Yeah. Um, so at this point, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's gone. It's not coming back." Yeah. Um, but you still sort of, um, they're still a little reluctant to off their powers. They're still learning them. Yeah. Um, which is quite nice, uh, and you get to see the origin of the name, the Crimson King. Oh right. So, which is quite cool. Uh, the issue I have with the book, though, is pacing, because it feels like it gets rushed towards the end. Right. Because the books are rather short. Uh, but it feels like Graham McNeil had a, a much bigger story to tell, but he had to sort of rush towards the conclusion in order to fit it all in the book. Ah, uh, Stephen King syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> so so it feels like they've left a lot on the editor's floor. Sure. I mean, well, overall, overall, the book is very good, and it gives an insight into the golden age of the Imperium, uh, yeah. of what it was supposed to be. And in a way, it leaves you a little bit sad as to what universes have left with eventually. Yes. Um, definitely the best of the series so far. And I feel like I know the characters so well already because I, I recently re-listened to Angel Exterminatus. It was an audiobook, mm-hmm. And it was weird because I had the characters still in the forefront of my mind and I was listening to them and I was like, wait a minute, that's never uh, Perturabo. He's completely different. And it was like, yeah. but yeah, this is early Perturabo. Yeah. 
you know, uh, you really should read it, Graham, or listen to it. I will it. definitely, I will definitely give it a go. But I think sure. Post Rabo gets the most character development in this book, which is a bit weird because it's not his book. Well, the Perturama book's out now, isn't it? In special edition, I saw. Uh, special on edition the... is out, but I, yes. I, I, I can't afford the special edition. No, no, no <laughs> nobody can. I'm not buying that for a book. Uh, but even if it is about Perturama. It'll be no. a few months, and then you'll get the normal edition. Yeah. Um, yeah so, so recommended, then. Definitely. Highly recommended. Particularly for Iron Warriors and Thousand Suns players. Yeah, I mean, uh, Gray McNeil writes a good book, and this is really, really good. Yeah. And he's got another one coming out later this year, The Crimson King. Um, okay. Again, right. about about uh, uh, Magnus, but I think nice. that's a shorter book. Uh, I think that's okay. a novella, or is it a full book? I don't know. Oh, I've yeah. heard conflicting things. So the second one I've uh, listened to, well, listened to this month in terms of this is uh, the Binary Succession, which is a uh-huh. new audio drama by David Annandale. Right now at the Black Library weekend, they described I like the case. It's one with a really cool cover of that, like a big titan, big titan over the over the yeah. house. Yeah. Now at the Black Library weekend, they described it as Brexit with Titans. Okay. Now that's a really really good description. Okay. Cool. It, it, it kind of deals with the formation of the Adeptus, Adeptus Mechanicus. Right. And um, uh, and uh, um, the uh, and sort of in it, the Mechanicum ambassador to the High Council of Terror, uh, Vaforial. Uh, deals with the tensions between the High Lords and the Mechanicum, because the Mechanicum are mistrusted on Earth because of the Martian Civil War and the Red Planet being under control of the traitors. Yeah, I can totally get that. Yeah, so basically the, the idea behind it is, that, and the reason for the name of Binary Succession, is that the, the Mechanicum's coming apart because there are two fabricated de- generals. Ah. And Vaforial and Zagreus Kane, who's the fabricated general on Earth, are looking mm-hmm. for a, a solution. Uh, to unify the Martians and grant them a voice in the Imperium, uh, alongside that of the Collegiate Titanica. Right. So it's sort of got a parallel with the issue of the two popes from the Middle Ages. Oh, yeah. And that's really clear. Blimey. Um, and during the chart, see, some of the scenes when they're in the, um, they're in the chamber of the, uh, of, the, of the High Lords, you've got chants of, go home, directed at the Martian refugees, which, you know, holds parallels with stuff mm. that's going on today as well. Algary. Yeah, yeah so there's a lot, lot going on there. Uh, and the story sort of flows around a nightly observance of Mars from the highest point of the Imperial Palace by various members of the Mechanicum. And it, it occurs in the recorded memories of Vaforial, in which her and Kane's plans are sort of gradually revealed. So we get to right. see the inner workings of the Council of Terror for the first time in the Horus Heresy, and some ah. of the political intrigue in the palace, and some infighting in the Mechanicum as well, because uh, the schism uh, has sort of really, really gone into their soul. Um, oh, yeah. And there's some, and you also get to see some of their religious observances as well. So, oh, yeah. nice. There's, in this hour-long thing, there's a lot of, does they fit a lot in there? It's really, got really ya. good. Also, you get to see the power of an Imperator Titan, which works really well. It's got some excellent sound effects and music for that one. Which one's the Imperator? Is that like the one that's like got cities uh, on the, the back? Yeah, that the kind cities of... on the back. Yeah, nice. Uh, I mean, it's a great story. It's got a really strong female lead, which I like. Um, yep. But she's I'm the only female in there. Uh, right. There's also a strongly augmented tech priest and a wheezy titan precepts uh, trivia, right. and she really stands up to the high lords, besides being crippled and kept alive in this sort of exoskeleton. Oh yeah, uh, Lindsay actually listened to this one um, right. because I was listening to it at the same time she was listening <laughs> to it, and she was like, "That passes the Bechdel test." So she gave right. me a little approval. That's sort of like some test where you, uh, are the women in the story talking about blokes or something like that. Right, okay, yeah. So, <laughs> apparently it's feminism approved. Oh, well, there we go. That's good uh, to know. Which some people might not like. 
Well, yes. <laughs> um, there is that. But the story's really riveting, and considering it's got so little action in it, I can't mm. complain, because it gives us a lot of intrigue. There's infighting, and you've got insight into the working of the mechanic and the Titan Legions, and how it fits in with the Council of Terror, and how it's all eventually brought together uh, in this really immersive audio drama. Oh, and we get to see an Electro Priest for the first time. Right, yeah, because they're so, 40k only, aren't they? Yeah, so we might get them introduced into the rules. You know, there's, there's an excuse there. Now, I'll see what they've done there. Oh, very cool. Really oh, that good. sounds great. I, I highly really re- good, uh, highly recommend really good people things. read it. Um, Got you. What's the other? There was another book released this weekend, uh, Shattered Legions, um, which is a uh, merging of... Uh, it's got a couple of books in there. It's got there's the uh, Warhammer World exclusive uh, Medusan, um, which is a series of short stories around the Shattered Legions. Right. Hence the name of this book being Shattered Legions, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got... Um, and this, is, this, is a, this adds two stories, The Ivor and Grey Talon, which were previously only audio stories. Um, but they, they have the scripts in Medusan, but now they've added them as proper narrative stories in this one. Got ya. And then they've also added The Seventh Serpent, which was a uh, limited edition novella uh, that uh, mm. Graham McNeil wrote. So it's an interesting mix of stuff. But it's a, it's one of those things that people might sort of think, well, I've already paid for this, yeah. this and this and this. Yeah. And now you're putting it together, but adding a couple of little things that make it... Yeah. It, it's, <coughs> it's a little bit of a money grab of a book. Yeah, because it does Medusan, sound very much like it. Medusan was available as, a, as an electronic book on Black Library for a while. Right. Um, so the, the novel had half of this stuff in it, but they kind of made it an essential buy because you get the Ivor and the Grey Talon as stories. Right. I see what you mean. Yeah, it does feel like a bit of a money grab, doesn't it? It's like a sort of a, a new album from a band with like two new songs, and the other seven are all you know remasters of a previous version. Yeah, I mean, I can see why they've done it because a not everyone goes to Warhammer World, and b there's still a huge audience out there who don't touch. Um, uh, electronic books that's true um that's uh, it's true. the same with a lot of the other stories that they collected you know um i'm just trying to think silent war um right. garrow things that have previously only been available as electronic books or stuff uh and they put them together for people who don't read uh, electronic <laughs> books got you um no, very I, cool. I, I love electronic books though i've got a kobo absolutely love it Got you. Well, I am. Um, I actually listened to an audio book, Shock Horror. Oh, so did you? Fi- I did. Well, figuring that I, I really ought to get some idea of this fluff business, and so I, I listened to the first Talarn book. So obviously, I was drawn to that because a, it's got Iron Warriors, and b, it's got lots of tanks. So yeah, an ideal book uh, from from my uh, listening pleasure. I enjoyed it a lot. Actually, it was quite cool. Yeah. The only thing, no slight concern I have with these books, I suppose, is that I would like to read one that actually has the, that isn't written from the, the view of the the loyalists. I was like, every time an Iron Warrior got whacked by somebody or the, you know, something happened to one of them or another, I was cringing inside. I was rooting for the bad guy. Would you believe? Yeah. There's, if, uh, there's, <laughs> there's not many which are written from the point of the uh, traitors. You know, that's why I liked Storm of Iron. You know, because it was. It was written from the point of view of the traitors, and they won, effectively. Um, but it's a great book. I, I enjoyed it a lot. And, um, you know, it's got some really cool things with the tanks and a very interesting thing about this massive battle. There's some sort of weird plot device in there, which I wasn't quite sure about, but I can't really say anything about it without it being a spoiler. But 
you, you got to see Perturabo, a very jaded Perturabo, um, who had been been shown, I think, part of the, the. I don't know which point this is, but it's obviously at some point. I think after um, the guy from the Emperor's Children or whatever it was tried to do him over for demonhood. Uh, what was his name? Do him over for demonhood. Uh, yeah, was it the Empress Children or was it uh, the Word Bearers guy? Anyway, one of them I can't remember. So he's come back from like the Eye of Terror kind of thing, a very you know um, jaded person I think. And he's I think the, the, the sense I get from him is that he feels massively betrayed uh, by the Imperium because of the fact that you know his father knew all about this stuff but never told them about this stuff. And uh, and and that's his overriding desire. You sort, of, you sort of see him branch away a bit from Horus at this point as well. Yeah, he, he's quite strong-willed um, as a character, and you sort of get the impression that he's he's stopped following that anybody really, and he's kind of doing his own thing, mm-hmm. just sort of playing lip service to the the, the sort of um, general uh, goals of the Horus Heresy, which I guess is probably a problem that why well, the trait is probably lost in the what, end. I guess what's because what's they that again? Have, sorry. Talon. Uh, so it was. Uh, it wasn't executioner. It was the other one. Ironclad. Uh, ironclad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was good. I liked Perturab in that. But they've also got a really cool, like, and I hope they do a Talon Horus Heresy rule book because I really like the idea of. Um, I can't imagine obviously, they won't. You know, because you can't have any troops out on the surface, which is very cool. Um, so it's all tanks. You know, it's all basically armored vehicles or, or knights or titans, um, and also. They had this formation, the Iron Warriors, which was led by a dreadnought. Um, oh, so yeah. they had like this sort of dreadnought with a load of tanks around them, and like I quite like the idea of that. And I might try and do that um, at some point in the future. But yeah. you can't, you can't. It's like I had a HQ dreadnought, which was very cool. Um, that was leading this armored platoon, you know, with venators and Sakarans, and uh, you um, also got the Infosighter assassin, I think, as well. That's right. Yeah, and that's really quite interesting as well. That. Um, I'm not familiar with that assassin type because it's not in any of the assassin rules currently, you know, with a sort of like data mining expert sort of surveillance kind of assassin thing, which mm. is very good. Um, so there was lots of really cool stuff in it. And I would definitely recommend that as well if you get a chance, if you like that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, read, I've read the book. I haven't listened to the audio drama. Yet. Yeah, it's good, actually. And the, and the, the voices are good. The, act, the acting's good, mm. you know. Um, and it's got a lot of Alpha Legion as well. And yeah. so you never really trust the Alpha Legion at all. No. I think um, and. They really do show themselves as uh, you're not. You're never quite sure which what the hell they're doing, really. Yeah, Talon's a funny, uh, funny one. They've got it's the story spread over quite a few books. Yeah, there's another one. It's Executioner, I think, is the next one. I'm not sure, but um, Ironclad is the. I think it's Executioner. Then it's Ironclad. So oh, is it? Oh, okay. Shit. It's it's oh, well. it's weird. And then you've got Iron Iron Corpses, I think. Right. That's a good one. It, because it does seem to encompass the whole of the, well, it encompasses the latter part of the, um, the campaign, if you like, and why they left. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, why they arrived and stuff. That one's a good. Okay. One. That's where the um, the uh, you've got some scouts from the Imperial Fist getting involved. Yeah, because it would make a good book. Because I mean, there's lots of um, marine chapters mentioned. I mean, the White Scars are mentioned. Um, the uh, Iron Hands are definitely mentioned. Hmm. Um, you know, you've got all of the solar auxiliary kind of um and planetary defense forces so as well as the iron warriors and the alpha legion so um yeah, there's lots of things that could go on there i mean it would make quite a good like zone mortalis thing to be fighting in oh, yeah. you know, these underground bunkers and stuff as well so 
um, there is some, some, some definite stuff going on there. I think I heard that they're putting the, all the Talon books together into a um, into a, in, into one novel. Oh, uh, like a massive yeah. omnibus sort of thing. Yeah, an om- omnibus uh, type okay. thing, because it's got quite a bit of stuff that's spread over quite a few sort of stories, and it's one of those ones which it's, it's hard to sort of put it together. Um, I'm just trying to... Yeah. I'm pretty sure they said said that. Um but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they do a, uh, if they do do eventually a, um, a Talon book, a black book. Yeah, I mean, it's funny really because there's not really, I mean, there's only really Perturabo and this Dreadnought that have kind of got a speaking part from the Iron Warriors' point of view. Maybe one slight small part, but um, yeah, yeah, the rest the, of the Iron, the, the rest of, Hor- of the, the Sons of Horus get more. They do. They totally do. Than, uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, you know, so it's like it feels a bit short-changed in that regard. But you know, you get to listen to the Primarch, and he's got his Iron Circle, which is always quite a cool thing to hear about. Yeah. Um, but uh, all in all, a good, a good little little uh, listen. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm, as I said, I'm pretty sure I've seen Black Library mention that Talarn was going to get its own, got it. its own combined omnibus edition type of thing later this year. Yeah. I might be completely mistaken. Like I said, somebody needs to write a book because I mean, let's face it, the traitors managed to get to Terra. They must have had a few victories along the way to get there. So let's have a book. You know, fifty fifty percent of the people that you're playing are going to be on the traitors side, aren't they? If you think about it, yeah. so they should be catering for for us demographic. I've decided I shall write a stiffly worded letter of complaint. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know. The traitors have done pretty well in the black book so far. No, true enough. Yeah. True enough. So so okay so. So moving on from uh, that, I think we wanted to look at some of the recent games we've played. And I don't yes. know about you, but I've had a bit of a drought of games. Yeah, I haven't had too many, unfortunately, which is a shame. So um, I just had one. You had, you had one, haven't you? So yeah, it was. Uh, go on, tell us about that one then. Uh, I played a freeway game uh, versus right. uh, Stuart and John. Right, I don't think I'm played against Stuart. Uh, no, he's just starting out. He's got he's, oh, okay. he's got a thousand points. Uh, he's right. just managed to put together his thousand points. Include uh, Tyrant Siege, uh, Terminators, and uh. Perturabo. Well, that's nearly a thousand points on its own. It's probably got what two squads of. I think he had two tactical squads in the. Two tactical that. squads. And that was it. Yeah, that would be yeah, that right. So it was. It wasn't quite a legal <laughs> list, but you know, it was sort of like, yeah, we'll play it. And John played his Raven Guard with him, tried right. to Raven Guard, and uh, yeah. I had my. Um, it was only two thousand points, and I had oh, my yeah. Ultramarines, yeah. Um, but managed to roll ambush, and of course, I was in the centre. Yes, I hate that. I hate that. Nobody one. wants to be there. Nobody wants to be there. No, no, nobody wants to be there at all. <laughs> so I sort of I had, I had three Medusas and three Quad Mortar Rapiers. Oh. It's the list I'm thinking of taking to that tournament. Yeah, sounds in, uh, uh, Okay, in a couple of weeks. All right. Well, we can um, talk through that in a minute. I'll tell you. We'll go through lists in a sec. Yeah, it's it's not the it's not the nicest list. I'm no, I've I've, I've done the same sort of thing. It's to be it's, with it's, you. it's it's pretty horrible. And I feel like I feel like I feel dirty. All you need about. to do is think: Am I playing Mechanicum? And that's <laughs> poor Christian. He's going to get he's going to get so angry with our podcast because we slag off every every time we get on it. This will be the last time, I promise. But no, anyway, it won't be. No, it won't be. Will no, it? we'll, we'll continue to slag you off forever and ever, Christian. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, right. I'm just. Tr- I made a couple of notes about this game. Um, they're not there. So, so you were basically stuck in the middle on the ambush, but you did have Medusas and uh, 
the old uh, quad launchers. So you had some artillery on your side, which is always going to be useful, provided yes. you can keep it keep it alive quick enough. And I'm guessing, so what did the siege? Ter- how many siege terminators did you have? Five. I had uh, five. I had um, he had five siege terminators. Yeah. Uh, no, he only had the one tactical squad. I've got my notes here. Yeah. Uh, John had some terminators, a couple of tactical squads, a more Deflin squad, and a librarian. Yes, yes, oh, yeah, he's, he does use the old psychic powers. Yeah, I had a siege breaker, Primus Medicae, uh, two tactical squads in Rhinos, a terminator, yes. terminator squad, and a Spartan, three Medusas, three quad mortar rapiers with phosphex canister shots. You're a non- you're a Roman. I felt dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I felt dirty, so I, I kind of stuck against you know the best one in the world, John, who's fairly new to the game, and Stuart, who's brand new to the game. But go on. Yeah, so we played War of Lies <laughs> with ambush. And I had to defend. Okay, fair enough. So I you know you should have a disadvantage. Spartan, Medusas, and Rapiers in a circle formation, and I left my tactical squads in their rhinos in reserve. Clever. Uh, I started off by killing three tyrant siege terminators with my Medusas, and took okay. a couple of wounds off Perturabo. Right. And then I used my Phosphex canister shots from the Rapiers to bog down yes. John's Terminator squad. And uh-huh. I managed to kill two of them. Uh, Just a, a line of dangerous terrain to get through. Exactly. It was, it was brutal, actually, the, the amount of dangerous terrain. <laughs> uh, then Perturabo's orbital bombardment destroyed two of my Medusas and shook the other one. Right. So I sort of sent my Spartan round to try and do some damage to him. And it did take uh-huh. another two wounds, but he regained one with his It Will Not Die yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then tried to cha- charge the Spartan, but failed yes. miserably. Oh dear! Uh, so my Terminators, Siege Breaker, jumped out. Primus Medicaid jumped out and charged him instead. Yes, after it's not shooting win that one, uh, after and I managed sh- to take off another wound with the Siege Breaker's Compe Volkite. Uh-huh. Uh, now, the resultant combat uh, saw me lose a Terminator, my squad get blinded, uh, but at the same initiative step, I was able to take off Perturabo's two last wounds and kill him. Nice. Then my Terminators got found themselves yeah, fury of yeah. the of course, uh, from two different tactical squads, and lost me all but one of the oh, squad. Yeah. Um, so he was so I had one guy on the squad with the two Centurions, so the Siege Breaker and the Primus Medicae. Cool. And this one guy, uh, and on the other side of the battle, my Rapiers just basically bombarded this Terminator squad, got yeah. no more deaths, but it kept them stuck in that corner of dangerous terrain, yeah. and they couldn't do anything in the game. Um, nice. The saving grace. Yeah, that's a good tactic. I haven't thought about doing that. You yeah. know, just basically because it, it, it's dangerous terrain, as I found out, and Christian and I had a discussion about this. Um, it's difficult terrain, and then you, so you make it difficult terrain. So you got to roll two d six to get through it, mm-hmm. and then you take a dangerous terrain afterwards. So um, it's a pretty good way of slowing people up. I think we killed one of a Terminator out of the five. So there were two Terminators left, but I, f- but John threw everything at those rapiers. Yeah. But their toughness seven was their saving grace. Totally is. All he managed to do was kill four of the crew and one rapier at the end of the game. And that was nice. throwing everything he had. Yeah. Um, I ended up winning the game 5-4. Um, right. Both them, we ended up with two objectives each. We both uh-huh. rolled a two and a five. But right. I didn't slay the warlord because I killed Bertarabo. Ah, lovely. There was no price of failure in it, so there was no... No, no, that was cool. Point, but, Very good. Uh, it was a good game. And I haven't played since then. I, 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 nothing seems to come together. I was supposed to play Aaron on Tuesday, but he had something come up last minute. Uh-huh. I bet he did. Well, <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's only a student. <laughs> but it was, uh, oh, to be young. 
Oh, I know. He's he's, he's, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's always getting someone to. Let's let's not speculate any further. Least lest we end up in a libel situation. So well, he's got he's got he's got a girlfriend now. You know that's always the that's always know, the death hell for the we're... hobby for a few years. It totally is. He'll be back. They'll they always they're always come they always come back. Oh, anyway, so well, I played John as well. John's like learning how to play thirty k. So I've been where I can. He's a nice guy, isn't he? He's a great player. Yeah, and he's and he, and he likes to learn. And so I've been spending a bit of time with him, um, talking through bits and pieces you know army composition and stuff like that so um so i had a game with him uh, the other week so this is what i took so i took my wife well, I, I think that i've kind of got this list ready and and then realized it was way too powerful so i had kia valen because i'm doing loyalist iron warriors with this one so kia valen oh, yeah. who's great because he's got a lot of multipliers so he gives you know one unit in your deployment zone you can re-roll ones which is very useful he's got a load of other stuff um Paragon Blade, Artist for Armor, um, Iron Halo, um, but he's got some really, and he's a Battlesmith as well. So you know, he's he's really useful thing to have as a HQ choice. Um, and then I had a Centurion, so just a um, Siege Breaker, a Master Signals, um, and then a yeah. Primus Medicae, which um, which I've painted. Don't like the model. I've got to be honest with you, I don't like it. It's not the nicest model. No. Um, and then I've got two rapier batteries, but not quad launchers, incidentally, before people start writing and complaining. So one rapier battery's just got two uh, laser destroyers. This is my yeah. kind of hope to take Spartans out kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And one, one battery's got three quad um, heavy bolters, which I always find, generally speaking, are pretty useful because just the sheer volume of fire, you know, you can get strips and wounds off some things. You know what we never see um, with rapiers? Grav cannons. The, the Grav, uh, it's yeah, not the Grav yeah, cannon, the Grav. Yeah, another one you mean. I think it's because they're shite. Um, so I've got a tactical <laughs> squad. Uh, tactical squad in a Rhino with extra close combat weapon, which I nicked off you as an idea. Um, and uh, So I've got two of them. Never leave home for it. Never, ever now. It costs points, but... And then um, I've got the, the redoubtable Iron Havoc support squad. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's with missile launchers. So I've got five of them... Um, they're, they're really good. They're a good unit because they get. First of all, you get minus one to your cover saves against them, and they've also got a uh, tank hunter for free, blister skill five. So what I tend to do is put um, the siege breaker, not the siege breaker, the um, master signals with them, and then use his cognus signal to give them. Um, not no, I, I come back to that in a second. I've got. I usually he goes with the the other the, the siege terminator. Sorry, because they've already got blister skill five. So they're a useful squad because that's my anti. Um, they've got flak missiles as well, so that's my anti-air, albeit a strength seven, but it's something. And then I've got two Medusas, not three. Um, and then I've got my tyrant siege tanners. So I've got five of them um, kicking about, and those are the guys. So basically, I put them with the uh, master signals, and then you can give them the bump to their ballistic skill. Oh yeah. Um, instead of shooting, and then I've got a defense line, of course, with an ammo dump and some barricades so what you generally tend to do is to give one of the usually one of the either the iron havoc or the um tyrants the Keir Valens ability to re-roll ones because it can give one unit a re-rolling ones and then the other ones i stick next to the um and i dump to give them re-roll ones so pretty brutal i've got to be honest with you it's not a nice list it's a lot no. of shooting but it hasn't got many troops i've got two troops so i feel i feel i may struggle a bit 
if there's lots of objectives to nab or something like that, they're gonna. I'm gonna struggle with two thousand points. The only thing I can hope is that I can just destroy everything in front of me and and, and claim the victory that way. So that's what I took. And and John's list. The problem with John's list is mobility. So he's got like it's pretty similar to what you had, except more of it. So he's got a ten man laser um, laser las cannon heavy support squad, which is a good unit, you know. Um, he's got. Uh, the Terminators. He's got what else has he got? That special special unit with the, the combi melters and stuff. So he's got some some fairly good units. But the problem he's got with his whole army is getting it where it needs it to be. Yeah, there's the more Deflins with the combi. Yeah, yeah. yeah they can take sure. the, they can take the sniper rifle, but he gives them the uh, the, the combi weapons, which is yeah. I've never seen that before. No, no. Cause they, don't they get the sniper rule, or do they just get the sniper rifles? Because uh, uh, there's some, there's, I know there's a squad that has the sniper rule. I don't know. But, uh, I'm gonna have a look now because okay. I, 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 I'm, uh, well, admit, I don't really know uh, his book that, you know, his, no, his, I'm his list that well. Ravengard. Uh, the only person I know who plays them other than him is uh, Adam. Martin as well plays them. He used to. Martin from North Shields. Oh yes, yes, he does play them, doesn't he? Yes, he does play them. But I've never played him. Uh, right, it's good, good. But I um, never, I never played Raven Guard until, um, until then. Yeah. Uh, until I played John. So uh, I'm just going to open up the Raven Guard, sure. uh, the so, Deathwing Squad, uh, while you're so, talking, because just because yeah, so, I'm interested. So basically, um, you know, because he hasn't got any like survivable transports. I think he's got a Rhino. Yeah. Um, and he's got a, a Terminator Squad that's basically foot slogging it across the board, and of course against my army of lots of unfair shooting he's mm. not going to get too far with that so it was over fairly quickly so what we did is we sat down afterwards and we started talking about because i've got loads of stuff and i was like well i don't use this you want to use that um, but in the end i've got an i got an old knackered storm eagle um that i never use I, I don't know where i got it from um but it's got bits of it that i kind of had to jury rig to get it to fit and stuff like that. so it's a horrible model if i'm honest with you but anyway even, I've let John you, have even that. if you bought it new storm eagles are Bloody yeah. awful to build. So um, anyway, so I've, I've sold that to John for, for a few quid. And, Is he um, using it as a Darkwing? I think he's. I'm, I'm not sure about whether the Darkwings. I did. We did talk about whether the Darkwing was better than just a normal one, but I actually think it's not all that. I think the normal one with a multi melter and las cannons is actually better than the Darkwing one. I know it doesn't get stealth, so it doesn't give the, the sort of three plus. But um, just a normal Storm Eagle is pretty phenomenal. I think you know because you can put loads and loads of guys in the thing it's an assault vehicle so it's a good way of getting some of those troops across the board providing you can get on with the um with the reserve roles and he's yeah. got a special character that gives him i think start can allow him to deep strike in turn one. Oh yes yes sir. I've, I've come so, across the, i've come across his special character um and he's got that special moritat as well yeah so I think he can basically cause anything that anything that's like flying or deep striking in can can deep strike deep strike in on turn one. So you can basically deep like in the um, the storm eagle. Obviously, it comes in in cruising speed, so it's only yeah. enough to. I think I looked into it, but you can basically it it, it only goes effectively if cars traveling six inches. Mm-hmm. So you, although you can shoot it, you can effectively use it like a sort of mini drop pod. Yeah, and just bring everybody in on that, and they could all bundle out and assault. Well, they can't assault, but they can they can bundle out if they need to. So, mm, mm. Um, a pretty good unit all round. So, yeah, I think I mean, it was like maybe using the the Moritat squad or whatever they are. Uh, more they've got a, yeah, because they've got um, 
some really good weapons. It's like actually putting them in the Storm Eagle and then yeah. getting them to, to come out and you know melt things. I'm just looking at the more Deflin rules, you know, Ballistic Skill 5, um, and they've got a Stealth Scout, and yeah. this rule called Fatal Strike. Um, so they um, execute an attack against a chosen target, utilizing the That's precise right, yeah. timing of their attack to exploit their fo- foe's weakness, coupled with special munitions to seal their enemy's fate. So Ooh. they declare a fatal strike at the start of one of their shooting phases, and for the duration of that phase, the squad's shooting attacks have both twin-linked and rending. Oh, that's right, yeah. In addition yeah, to never... any other effects the weapons might have. Mm. And in the case of sniper rifles, they rend on a 5-plus rather than a 6 Nice, but obviously, because I've, I've, I've I know obviously not knowing the Raven Guard rules very well. Um, when you see them on the site, more Deflin. Oh, they're in um, they're sniper. They're a sniper squad. Got it. Then when you actually look at the rules, oh no, they're just a um, they're just a normal squad. They can take a sniper rifle. Yeah, they can take shotguns, but they can also take lots of other cool stuff. Yeah, so he's got some of them. So we were talking through that yeah, and just basically working out seven points each. How many? Seven points each for a combi weapon. All oh, right, I'm gonna spam. It's about, about normal, so, but uh, yeah, they are yeah. twenty points each. Yeah, it's an expensive old squad that. So that was the problem to get. He has is getting those kinds of squads across the board without getting particularly. Because I mean, a lot of people have like you and me and everybody else who probably plays Heresy have generally got shooty armies or at least a, a, a fair con, you know, fair con uh, amount of shooting in their army to stop people doing that. So it's kind of trying to get around that. I mean. He's got Death Storm, Death Storm Drop Pod as well, which is very useful, except, you know, I've got a couple of Augury Scanners, so it doesn't become quite as useful because then I can shoot it with, you know, with things that can actually blow it up. Don't see any of the Death Storms, do you? Yeah, I think, you know, um, they are useful, but you can counter them unless you're doing armor breakthrough like I was, which you can't counter them at all. But if you're, um, you know, a lot of things, that, you know, for a five points, you give something an Augury Scanner and it's basically means that you can shoot it within 18. So if you give it a squad of guys with melter, melter guns or um, even plasma guns or, or even a heavy weapons squad, yeah, um, with las cannons, for example, when that thing comes anywhere near you, because it has to be within 12 inches for it to get its you know, multiple shots thing going uh-huh. off, um, you know, you're just going to shoot it to death before it gets a chance to fire at you. Yeah. So, which is quite good because it does, you know, balance things out a bit. But um, rather than having like, loads and loads of drop pods, so something when you do, you do your, your, um, your guys in... Uh, in grey when the uh, wolves you do eventually do the wolves is to definitely watch out for augury scanners mm. a lot of people actually misuse the rule for those and, and the number of people have got it wrong so I think with augury scanners it's only for deep striking and I've been to a couple of events where people have said oh you know when I play, I'm playing doubles and it's like oh no it's okay if they infiltrate on we can shoot them because we've got augury scanners and it's like well uh, it doesn't work like that it's only deep striking that augury yeah. scanners actually um, are actually useful for so but anyway, so that was that. So it was a good game against John. Always a good game. But it, um, yeah, it's a good. I like to, I like to help him out a bit. So um, just to give him some you know, tips and tips and tricks, you know, um, about how to play the game. And the other one I had a game against Christian yesterday. No, Tuesday at Durham. Yeah. Um, and I had, I really went to town on Christian. If I want to say, I, I kind of had one list prepared, and, I, and, and which I showed you, and, and I was like, no, it's too, it's too rough. I, I can't take that. I wish I had. You can never be too rough with Christian. <laughs> That's what they all say. Um, so I'll tell you what I took, just to give you some idea of the level of um, evil that I decided to unleash upon him. 
I decided that Christian was was, was going to incur my wrath because I've not beat this army in a long time. And uh, it, it was about time I leveled the playing field, or at least leveled the, the building that had the playing field near it. I've never beat it. It's bloody hard. I have beaten it on occasion. Um, but uh, usually it's by luck rather than judgment. And it's a good player. He knows what he's doing. Um, and is yeah. uh, competent with that army. Yeah, that, so, that's, that, that's the thing that a lot of people underestimate by Christian. They assume that, uh, oh, he's just got an army because it's powerful. But no, he knows uh, that army. Really oh, yeah, very well. Yes. So, so again, this was loyalist. So this is what I took, okay? Just to give you some level idea of the sort of level of evil that I've had to unleash upon him, or was going to unleash upon him. Um, I actually changed this list slightly and took out the, the Siege Terminators. So what, what I had was Kerr Valen again, again with the um, Marshal Signals. Um, actually, this is the wrong list. Two seconds, mate. I've got the wrong one up. Oh, bowels. Where is that? Uh, 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 mm-hmm. Ah, well. So, yeah, so it was Kervalin I had. Um, I had a Primus Medicae. I had a Contemptor Mortis Dreadnought. Uh-huh. I had some Rapier Weapons Batteries. Oh, yes. I had three Tactical Squads in Rhinos with an extra class combat weapon. I had some Iron Havocs. I had Artillery with... A basilisk and two medusas. Uh-huh. I had a uh, Leviathan Siege Dreadnought, yep. which is a new addition, um, which was excellent all round. Oh, I've got one. And there was. Yes, you have. So I've got two now. Yeah, I've got um, one downstairs. So, and I also had had a eight man Terminator Tyrant squad, which, which I didn't take because um, I felt sorry for the poor lad. But the other, the other new thing that I'd stuck in there was rather than having my normal tanks, I thought, oh, I'm going to put a put an imperial knight in oh you know with with the d weapon yeah um so to try and uh, mix things up a bit so the idea was i knew he had this bolt track so i thought there were gonna be trouble so i thought i'll stick the old um contemptor mortis contemptor in front of the the knight to give it some protection mm-hmm. so if he wants to come too close in you know with those things i can at least shoot them um I had them, had them next to the defence line and the, and the um, ammo dump, so re-rolling ones. And I had a Knight Warden, so that's the one with the, the big Gatling cannon and, and a, a D like chain chain um, axe thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and I'd, rather than taking the Tyrant Siege Terminators, I took a squad of normal Terminators in a Spartan. Oh. Uh, so, um, always a solid choice. Always a solid choice, but uh, unfortunately not solid well, enough. So. No, no. So, uh, and he'd taken, so he'd changed his army considerably. So he had uh, two squads, I think, of the um, the fearless little little things. What are they called? This is terrible. Should know this. Fearless little things. Uh, Phalax? Uh, Phalax. That's them. Yeah. The, the jumpy so, ones. Jetpack infantry. No, no, they were the other ones. Like the, the the lowest of the low. They're like toughness three. Oh, tech rolls. Fearless. Tech rolls. That's tech rolls. Yeah, like yeah. twenty man squads and two twenty man squads. Oh god, yes. Um, the the two um, the two acts, He had um, so he'd brought some of these new like Titan Guard guys. These like Skitari guys. Oh, the Securitari, Securitari. Yeah, I think they. Jesus Christ! So one had something nasty, which I can't even remember because it never got close. But the other one that really ruined my day was the ones with the um, haywire guns. Oh, yes. So he had 10 of them in the... And he had two Macaroid Explorators. Mm-hmm. And I'd fought these um, with um, 
Brendan's army. It was very similar to Brendan's army, actually. Um, and uh, realised that you know these macro things are bloody marishly hard to get through. They're like tight. They're like um, uh, your sort of land raider esque, but they've got flare shields. They've got armored ceramite, and the guns on them are pretty nasty as well. He yeah. had one with las cannons, and the other one had uh, eradication engines. And so these the eradication engine is one of the worst weapons, or most dangerous weapons I in the game. I think I detest the eradication engine. Yeah, because you don't get any. It, there's nothing that can stop it unless you've got an invulnerable save. So um, these are the ones that are strength six, AP two, flamer torrent. Mm. So any any marine squad of any stripe is just going to get um, toasted. You know, I suppose you could try and tank it with a uh, guy with artificial armor for a bit, but you know, fundamentally you're going to get toasted, and that's what he did with that. He basically, just popped the guys out of the rhinos and then just eradicated or injured, injured them off the mm. face of the planet. And we were playing it's a horrible, um, horrible weapon. We were playing the mission where you have to get guys. Uh, you get eight points for having more scoring units in his deployment zone or in the no man's land or oh, in yeah, your yeah, deployment yeah. zone that one so um it's a good mission it's a good mission um but he had quite a lot of troops so there's obviously those Skatari with troop choices and also all the tanks are troop choices in that one are they so yeah the macroid explorators with um scoring because uh, they're not dedicated they're not dedicated transports they're heavy supports um and so oh. so that made it even more difficult so Basically, what happened is he, he kind of rocked up. He, he, he had a load of um, six. He had six Castellacs. You know, he loves his Castellacs. He does love so, his Castellacs. I hate his So do I. I hate them. So, so much. Four freaking wounds. Um, so the Castellacs with the um, dark fire cannons. So he had three of them. And then he had another set of Castellacs, uh, two with multi-melters and one with dark fire cannon. Uh, and I think that was about it. He had a Skitari or whatever, a Securitari HQ that sort of did nothing. And of course, he didn't go. Any- he was not going to go anywhere without his old chum Scoria and uh, and his bodyguard of Artalax. So it's a tough list, <laughs> to say the least. Um, so I tried my best to, to break my way through it, but it, it was just too strong for me. Um, you know, ten guys popping out of a, a tank that's very difficult to kill. Um, and then unleashing ten uh, haywire shots into a Spartan—it's it's a no, you know you're not gonna you're not gonna get through that anytime soon. So you know flare shields aren't gonna help you on the Spartan. Even having high armor is not gonna help you. All these do is roll more than a one, and you you know on four dice and you, you're gone. So that was pretty depressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll try to um, my so in my HQs I remember my HQs now. So I had Keir Valen. Yeah. I had a um, I had my Primaris Medicaid. And I had a uh, predator, uh, Praetor Tribune. Yeah. So, because I thought, well, if I take you know two guys, because both Kev Allen and the, the Tribune have got um, Paragon Blades. So I thought, against the big, big creatures, monstrous creatures, like an instant death, they're on sixes, mm-hmm. um, which which may work. It didn't, because um, I didn't roll any sixes when I first attacked them. And then, basically, I got into combat with the two artifacts. Yeah. Managed to sort of smack them about a bit, and then Scoria just rocked up and just ruined my world. Really, just turns up, does nine wounds or something, all AP two. It's just like game over. So he pretty much smacked me senseless, killed all of those, and then killed the killed the Spartan, and then scuttled back to his corner. So <laughs> yeah, not good. But the um, oh, we also had five. Uh, what are they called? 
The infiltrating ones. Oh, God, what are they? I can never remember the name of the bloody things. Anyway, they're the ones... They're not, they're not, they're monstrous creatures. They're three wounds, but they've got a four-plus armor save, I think, or three-plus yeah. armor save. And they can infiltrate. And so five of them infiltrated, but I'd left my... Um, uh, Leviathan Dreadnought kind of on the back line to anticipate this and he and they're great I've got to say the Leviathan was excellent you know initiative five on the charge oh, you know, with awesome. you know two hammer of wrath attacks with big strength you know they're an absolutely four plus in one they're a great unit they're they an, really are a solid a unit they That's are a brilliant I can see why people take them because they are excellent so I've got another uh, one I've got three of them <laughs> yeah that's just too many. But, I mean, they are, you know, fabulous units. Uh, I mean, they're split over two legions. Yeah. I've, got, uh, oh. I've got a melee one for my ultramarines, and I've got a shooty one for my, uh, also for my ultramarines. Uh, for oh, my yeah. space wars, I've got all the cyclonic melter lance and the drill. Um, but yeah. I love them. They're, so I think I've got, they're I've got... phenomenal to paint as well. Yeah, they are. I mean, at the moment, I'm, I'm undecided as to what colour I'm going to paint them in, because I think I have to do one in my... In the Iron Warriors now, because I, I can't see myself not having one in the army. Yeah. Um, and then the other one in my new Legion's colours, I think. Yes. So, um, but I yeah, so... what that is. Yes, so... And the Knight was a different choice as well. I thought I'd give that a go, because I thought, you know, he's got a four-plus in run uh, with the shield, and he's got, you know, he's if he runs at you... Did Christian bring he, his Knight? No, he didn't. He did not have a single Lord of War. Oh, so he'd obviously gone for... Um, style, you know number of units over like the big knight thing he's got which he's was got, good he's got quite an interesting selection of uh he has he certainly has um, sagittarium he has sagittarium Sag- it's the it's the ordinatus with the, the volcano is. cannon yeah which i played against which isn't which i thought was a bit naffery because it's one shot you know it's one big shot but it's only one shot so if it scatters too far it's off the board i so. think it's one of those units that that fits in quite nicely with an army but in a bigger yeah. points level. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Where you're you going to face something that's actually going to need that kind of shot. Yeah, it's it's really for a sort of time killer, isn't it? That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it, 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 it's sort of, uh, in my opinion, it shines at a higher points level when you're more likely to face something that's going to actually feel yeah. feel the um, the wrath of something like that. It's like the um, uh, the Falchion. Yes. So the reason I decided yeah. not to get one is because I was looking and I was thinking, <coughs> when am I ever going to face the Titan? Well, I, I in the weekender I I faced one. Wait, you did yes. But I had my own one. I had the Tormentor, Bertarabo's personal transport. Yeah. So it was like these two, which is a shadow sword, was these two volcano cannons just shooting at each other from across the, you know across twelve foot, which is quite good fun. Mm. Anyway, back to you again. So yeah, so um, basically he drove, drove forward. Um, I kind of came forward a little bit, and he just basically made a mess of most of my army, really. Mm. I mean, I think I still had a fair number of bits and pieces. The, the knight survived, the, um, the leviathan survived. Most of the squads on the back line survived, but the troops were, were wiped out. Yeah. And without those, you know, I think I managed to get one into his deployment zone, or one troop in his deployment zone. I had a couple of guys left in my deployment zone, but he had, like... Four guys in in um, in no man's land. Yeah, the four four units in no man's land, including the two tanks, or one of the tanks, because I've killed one with the um, knight in close combat. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and but what did the night blow up? No, the night blew up. Actually, I tell a lie. The night did blow up. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was all pretty depressing. Yeah, so I, um, I wouldn't have thought he would leave a night standing. No. So, um, but like I said, I mean that that list I would consider to be you know it it was up there with as bad a list as I could probably wish to write. <laughs> it still didn't help. So uh, I'm 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 thinking, scratching my head as to what to do next to uh, stop the inevitable onslaught of the. Uh, might of the Mechanicum, because Scoria aside, even the other units now are bastard hot. He's always complaining and saying, oh, they're not that bad. Yeah, they are. I mean, that I think that list would have, you know, against most Marine-based armies, you know, I would have felt embarrassed <laughs> using it, because I think it was, you know, that, that level of strength. But, you know, his army just shrugged it off as if it wasn't there. Flare shields, I think, are a, are a bit of a problem, I think, with Mechanicum, because... They only pay 25 points for them, like the Space Marines used to. So, Spartans used to be able to get a flare shield for 25 points, didn't you? Before the new Red Book. And they upped it to 40, or 45 points, I think it is. So, they've got a little bit of an advantage there. So, they can basically put these... They can put the um, uh, Armoured Ceramite and a flare shield on for the same price as you have to put one flare shield on the... um, on a Spartan, for example. Mm. So they've got a little bit of a lot, but I mean, I suppose, you know, it's Mechanicum, you know, they've got access to all of these crazy weapons and crazy upgrades, so it doesn't make some sense, but yeah. uh, the Vulture Axe as well are fucking hard. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got 360 fire arc because they're flying monstrous creatures. They've all got Haywire as well. So, um, yeah, tough. If you've got any kind of armour, I think you either, I think I might try a, a, a massive armour list of utter evil or just not take anything with any armor value at all yeah yeah let's try and rely on um you know things that can't be haywired to death because it, as far as i can see it's it, you can't outshoot them really i think the, the weakness is probably in close combat but i haven't got a close combat army yeah i think if you had like a lot of terminators if you were like uh you know maybe um like Aaron's list used to be with like the three storm eagles or something. Oh yes, you know Vulcan. I think he would just tear his way through them. To be honest, but even if, as long as you keep out the way of bloody Scoria. But um, you know, it's uh, apparently the only thing that I was looking today. Um, you know, tactics to defeat Scoria, and he's not fearless, so you could potentially sweep him off the board. Um, you know, in a sweeping advance, but you'd need Tartarus armor to do that. Um. It's not very likely you're going to, you know, because he, he just dishes out massive damage all over the place. The guy is a monster. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we shall see. Um, next time I shall try something different. I keep trying until I get it right. The other alternative, of course, is just to use a Titan with D weapons and just rock up with that. Uh, it's just getting to that point. is my, 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 like, nuclear option, if you will. Uh, when I finally admit defeat is the day that I have to rock up with a Titan. So <laughs> that's my plan. You're gonna to have to go to the Titan, I think, to to really beat the beat Christian's army. I think I can do it. I think I can do it. If I, see, I might try again. It's it's you know it's now become a an obsession, an unhealthy one at that to uh, to try and make an army to defeat Mechanica. The problem is that I've now got so used to writing these lists of utter evil that I've forgotten how to write nicer lists. If you see what I mean. So poor John, mm. unfortunately, got was on the receiving end of that the other week. So I do apologise, mate. 
So, so there you go. So that actually does segue quite nice into our next uh, more mechanical bashing in you know, how how do how the hell do you get around these these buggers? So you mentioned there like using phosphor um, quad launchers. Um, the problem with that is they actually that you you have to re-roll wounds that are poison against them. I yeah. found out. So even dropping them on them is not necessarily going to help too much. Um, I think the close combat has got to be the only way. I think something like Space Wolves, maybe, um, or huge psychic powers, I think, could probably probably take them out. But, you know, there's a lot of... I mean, those um, tech thralls, for example, I mean, they're 20-man squads. They're fearless. So you... I mean, yeah, you can go through them like there's no tomorrow, but getting rid of a 20-man squad actually does take some doing. You've got to be fairly close to get enough shots on them to kind of wipe them off the board, because that's the only way they're going to go anywhere. So um, I suppose again they could also be swept off the board if you've got them in close combat. So I think and against I think it might be worth thinking about an assault army uh, as a potential to take them out. I don't think Christian lost in the um, in the weekender, did he? Either no, he didn't. I'm trying to think if somebody beat him. Uh, I can't remember the last time anybody beat him actually. So anyway, <laughs> Christian is currently the uh, the man to beat somehow or another. So. I can't think of anything um, particular that I would uh, suggest would be a good way to, to get round him. I don't know if you've used anything differently to me against him. I think we've kind no, of pretty much tried I, the same. I, I've, tried, I've tried putting massed Boltifier right in front of his units, which he says, oh, yeah, that's bound to work. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't. It Not doesn't. against Tough Seven. Um, I don't know. It's just trying to get... There's trying to get... It's just... There's so many wounds, and there's such a high toughness. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, four wounds of toughness, seven for a, a Castellax, for example. I mean, yeah, they've only got a three-plus save, but, you know, Bolters would be wounding on sixes anyway. Um, you know, there aren't... You know, you'd have to put a Laz Cannon. You're not going to get, like, four Laz Cannons at him unless you've got a ten-man squad. Um, and then he puts them in squads of three, so it's 12 wounds, really, and he always puts them in cover, so they're always going to get a four-plus cover save. So... Even if you're using barrage or something, you're not going to get that many wounds on them. I mean, I suppose you might do with phosphex, mind, because it's a mind, it's AP three, isn't it? The phosphex shells yeah. on, and you get four of them per quad quad launcher, don't you? And you can move them two inches, so you might be able to do it, I suppose. But um, they're just really difficult to get through. So I mean, I don't like Castellax. I'm not a big fan of the Macaroid Explorator. It's a great. I mean, I'm not a fan of it insofar as it's very difficult to kill the sodding thing. Um, mm. The flare, the flare shields are just make it so much more difficult because you you basically the only way that you can comfortably blow one of them up with one shot at the front is with strength 10 and even then it's not I wouldn't say it was comfortable but it's the only way you can do it because if mm-hmm. if it's strength 9 it goes down to strength 8 and yeah. if it's strength 8 you can only get a glance because it's armor 14 and even if you use Medusas they, they take 2 off of the um, strength because you're hitting the front flare shield, and it's with a flare shield, blast weapons get minus two'd, so you're back to eights again. So, you know, you either need lots and lots of shots mm-hmm. to try and strip the hole points off, or, um, you know, you, you you have to shoot it from the sides, I suppose. And deployment, I suppose, is one way that you could you could do something there. You know, and put maybe two shooting units at one either end of your battlefield, um, so that at least... If they drive forward, they're going to get shot in the side. But, um, like I say, the eradicator engines on the things are really... I mean, that's a horrible, horrible thing if you've got Marines. I mean, even your 
you know, your um, my rapiers or something like that. You know, even though they're tough on the seven, it wouldn't mean a damn thing because they're yeah. they're wounding on threes, I think, with those eradication engines or twos even. So, or are they? Is it is, is it poison the eradication engine? I think it is, isn't it? Was it strength six? I can't remember. But anyway, pretty unpleasant. So all in all, I think the Mechanicum, well put together army by Christian, um, are definitely the the top of the shop that I've seen so far. Uh, in all the armies that I've faced recently, anyway, that's for sure. Um, we shall we shall ponder this question, the pair of us. Yeah, come back with some it's, answers. it's just it's just really, 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 really <laughs> tough army to face, and it, it kind of it kind of really um, grinds you down. It does. I think it's the, th- the thing that you think, oh, you know, I've shot him with a las cannon, you know, instant. Oh no, they're toughness five. You know, they don't. Nothing is less than toughness six. I think. I, th- I, uh, I, I put a Medusa shell on top of this. Um, the infiltrating squadron because I thought they were toughness five, but they're toughness six. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ, you know. So they still got to get through all of those bloody wounds. But there is a way. I'm sure other people will have some ideas. So it would be interesting to see what people say uh, as to what might be the best way forward. But at the moment, I think any arm is going to get nullified by haywire, um, or if not haywire, by the dark lances, whatever they're called, because they're um, lance weapons, aren't they? So dark fire cannons rather so they um you know treat anything above armor 12 as 12 so tough 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 so that's about it i think for that tactically wise i think um unless anybody's got some better ideas we're kind of buggered but i think deployment might be a key um to try and at least split these forces up but once scoria gets out and about keep away is the only advice i can give you Okay. Yeah, yeah definitely. So I think that's Keep away from Scoria because if you want, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. if he gets near you, you're done. Even if you're a Primarch. Yeah, he, he just eats people. So um, anyway, events coming up. I think it was the next thing. Uh, so got, yeah. So uh, what's what events? Are so coming first up? one we've got. We've, hopefully, we've got this tournament, haven't we? On the uh, 29th. Yeah, yeah. Betrayal at the bunker. I think that goes ahead. I'm not. I don't think it's been very well uh, received in terms of number of people, which is a shame. Yeah, I'm um, not sure. I'm not sure what that is. I mean, maybe it's cost. Maybe it's the day. It's on tabletop day, which is. I don't know if that's a thing. Got you. Um, I suppose you, you know, Sundays and you've got other clubs like North Shields. It's on Saturday. Section isn't eight. It? Oh, it's on Saturday. So there's not, not even that. It's not even that as an excuse. Yeah, the 29th is Saturday. Because it's, yeah, uh, it's National Tabletop Day when uh, all the board gamers, you know, have their big, their big thing. Ah, uh, right, got it. Uh, whether that has an impact or not, I don't know. Um, so there's that. I'm looking forward to that. Actually. I think yeah, it'll be quite good fun. I, I, I mean, it should be interesting. It's different. I mean, maybe it's the fact that people don't like a tournament. I've heard a few people say, I'm not going to it because it's, cause it's a tournament. I know, but I mean, I've got to be honest with you, a lot of people pay pretty nasty lists anyway. So, yeah, um, they do. Christian. You know, so. Yeah, I don't no, think he's Christian, going, though. He's not going because he, he, he won't do 2,000 points, will he? No, he doesn't so. do 2,000 points. <laughs> Admittedly, 2,000 points is a bit small, but they've got to get it done within the time. And it's the first one, so and it, and it is important. I mean, these like things that we've had, you know, we've had quite a, f- a number of these recently, haven't we, where yeah. these kind of gaming shops have sprung up. Yeah, I mean, um, if you speak to the owner, Justin, he, he'll himself admit, no, you know, he doesn't know a thing about the Horus Heresy. Yeah. So he, he's going in. I mean, I, he, he, I had to help him with the missions. Yes, I, I noticed they got all redone, which is very really cool. Yeah, so we've um, redone it. So it's no longer using Maelstrom missions. It's using Age of Darkness missions. Yes. Yeah. 
So there's a lot, of, you know, and you know, For- Forge World have helped out. There's a fifty pound Forge World voucher. Yeah, fifty pound Forge World so voucher. So that's if not to be laughed at. I'd say people <laughs> should give it a shot. I mean, if you don't like a tournament, okay, let him know that and um, go along, mm. see what it's like. And if we don't like it, tell him, and then we can rejig yeah. it into something different. Totally, but I mean, you know, it's it's got a lot of things going for it. And as John said, it's it's a ga- it's a day's gaming. Yeah, yeah. Gaming. It's three. It's three games, you know. And I don't. I think people naturally shy away from tournaments because there's this sort of forty k thing about tournament play. But the rules themselves in Heresy are reasonably balanced. At two thousand points, you're not going to get the the worst excesses of the game. I don't think. Um, you know, that kind of comes a bit later at three thousand, three and a half thousand points. So, give it a spin. Is my advice because we're going to be there. So, you get a chance to beat us off the table. And then you can, you too, can claim to be somebody who has trounced one of the one, the uh, Edge of Empires uh, podcast team. Join one of the many thousands of people who can claim that. So that's that's that one. And I, I've, the missions do look better on that, so that's cool. Um, we've got our own one, which we're doing on the 14th. Which we also, we haven't had that many people. I think we've got about eight people coming. Eight, eight people. We probably need a couple more. I need to mm. pay for my ticket, actually. We need to work out, I haven't actually looked at the people and what the sides are yet, so I need to do that. But um, I really want to do that. I'm trying to do some different kind of missions as well. Um, I like the idea of armies being stuck behind and another army coming in to rescue. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I was going to try and kind of mix the, the missions up to sort of, you know, be one where the people are trying to break out and another one where the people are trying to rescue them or to at least mm. get to the point where they can rescue them. And then, like, a final mission would be, you know, to sort of secure some sort of um, spaceport or, you know, some sort of landing zone or whatever so they can be evacuated. Mm. You know, a bit like a kind of Saving Private Ryan but for bigger armies. And, uh, you know, narratively, I think it would make a really good day. Um, and I think there's a couple of the missions in some of the other books that are like this, you know, the Istvan ones, for example, you know, where you're kind of surrounded or what have you, rather than just the ambush one, which we all love and hate. Um, but to sort of give it that kind of feel, you know, like yeah. a desperation, you know, the, the traitors have, have kind of got you encircled and, you, you know, you're fighting to get your legion out kind mm-hmm. of thing or the remnants of your legion out. So that could be really cool because it also, you know, does put another... Um, it sort of ties up that mission, the the, the Angstrom section as well, um, so the Angstrom sector as well, and yeah. gives it a little bit of, rather than what happened, you know, we'd be able to find out, and people have got a choice to actually make a difference to that, to sort of say, actually, what happened is everybody who was there got out, you know, those legions regrouped, and then next year, who knows? So mm. that should be cool. Um, I just hope we get some more people, because it'd be really good. So what else have we got? Teams. Oh, so this is this uh, the word of the signal. This is at Warhammer World, isn't it? On, in yeah, June. All sold out. Sadly, I was unable yeah. to get anything. I was unable to get a team together in time. Um, what was it? Uh, word of the signal. Like teams of four in a campaign weekend with no maelstrom. Yeah, good. They've obviously le- learned the lesson. Yeah, because I think they've heard a lot of people who've been to their events basically saying, "No maelstrom. We don't like it." No, no, like it's forty it. uh, k, isn't it? So. Um, that would have been really good if we could have got a team together. I'm actually away then anyway, so I couldn't have gone. But, um, you know, teams of four, we, we, we need to keep... I mean, now there's this there's this new thing, isn't there? This new um, Facebook page with all the heresy events, which is yep. very cool. Yes, so, yes that's um, very so good. I would recommend um, people uh, keep an eye on that uh, for any upcoming events. So It's in the um, show notes from last episode, but it will be in the show notes from this episode as well. Yeah, totally. So the other one... Oh, yeah, no retreat in Gibraltar no retreat 2 so yep. this was uh, you, you, are you going to apply for this I was thinking about it but um, it's too expensive realistically I can't afford yeah. it 
you know, you know we live in the northeast it's it's a it's a you know we've got to go, we've got to add one more flight onto um getting there i mean I, I had a look and i thought well i can catch a ryanair flight to malaga and then get the bus from there but it's uh, it's a massive chew on isn't it i mean i think it was a direct flight there you might consider it but even so it's 75 quid which is you know perfectly reasonable pro- price but then you've got your accommodation on top of that and considering what you get because you get quite a few goodies in there yeah he's, he's got the sponsorship absolutely nailed on um and it looks fantastic but yeah, and the invitation, invitation only gives it a certain only, it gives it a bit of cachet doesn't it i think yeah um it get a bit of exclusivity mm-hmm. um which is quite cool um it's just out of our price range really um shame but also to be honest with you best one in the world you know if i said to my uh, my wife oh by the way i'm off for a game this weekend and where am i going oh gibraltar <laughs> You know, oh, yeah. that's not that's that's not going to go down too well. It's like saying, so let me get this right: you're going away, and you're going away somewhere sunny for about three or four days. Yeah, you know, and we haven't been on holiday, so I can't see that happening anytime soon. Great for single guys. Good on you, fellas. Oh yeah, you keep living the dream. Well, the week after, I'm going to Octocon as well. So, uh, okay, which is the play. which is the Irish science fiction convention, uh, right. in Dublin, uh, where Dan Abner is the guest of honor. Is he? Yes. Oh, I like Dan Abner. I like his books. So I, 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 I saw that, and um, what's his name? Gareth from the Irish uh, sci-fi uh, team. Right. Uh, sort of was like, yeah, come on, I know you're a big Warhammer fan. And I was like, yeah, okay then. Oh, cool. I, so, so I went straight up nice. to the hotel That'd be cool. and uh, booked my... Yeah, because I was at Eastercon this weekend, which is the British yes. science fiction convention. And the Irish guys were there because they're promoting Worldcon in Dublin. Um, right which they're hoping to get for 2019, which is the yep. World Science Fiction Convention. Got uh, and the guy there, Gareth, was like, yeah, come on, come to, come, come, come on, come to Octocon. I know you love Warhammer. And I was like, all right, then. You twisted me arm. Cool. Well, that'd be very good. Well, it helps that the flights are only 40 quid. Yeah, you see, that's the, that's the difference, isn't it? Yeah, and I've got a hostel for like 80 quid for, for, for uh, four nights. Oh, that's great. So, wow. Admittedly, I'm sharing a room with 12 people, but... Yeah, I think I stayed in a hostel in Dublin for a stag do. Friend of, I know some people from Dublin. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was perfectly reasonable. It was good, good little, uh, good little laugh. Yeah, well, um, the hostel's only like five minutes from the venue, so... Ah, great. That uh, sounds excellent. Uh, so that should be good. So yeah, I'm going to meet Dan Abnett in October, hopefully. Good stuff. Just bring your earplugs for people who snore. That's my only advice. Yeah, yeah, that's the only problem. Well, actually, I'll need it for me. Exactly. You should probably take 11 pairs with you just to say, look. To, to, to distribute. This is going to happen. Yeah, this is going to happen. Here they are. So, so you don't end up suffocating me in the night. Yeah, but anyway, back to Gibraltar. It's a, it's a good one. You've got to get your applications in by the 14th of May. You need five high-quality pictures of, of your army. Um, yep. Tip from Jens, try to use a proper camera, not just your phone. Right, because he's his uh, bin. Yes, he went this year, didn't he? Yes, he went uh, earlier this year. He went the weekend. Uh, uh, I think it was a weekend or two after the weekender. So that's a tournament as well, isn't it? Uh, I, I think it's, it's not a narrative thing. It's like a there's like prizes for you know best general. Look, and stuff. A, I think they've got prizes for best general, but I'll just have a look at the uh, at, at the page there. I don't think it's a it's a full on tournament e type thing. Um, it's three thousand points. Um, Selecting missions, blah blah blah, scenarios. What the what are the prizes? Um, so yeah, da, 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 additional information. 
prizes for both tournament and painting competition. Oh, so it might be a tournament. Yeah, it might be a tournament. So, I mean, it, it's the way that that's run and all the stuff that you get with it. I mean, I know it's expensive in comparison to, say, the ones we do, but I think that's the one, the kind of gold standard of uh, heresy events, isn't it? It looks very professional. Very, very good. Very, very well done. Um, you can stay on site. Yeah. Um, and it's in Gibraltar. You know, so which is nice. So I can see it being the you know the one that a lot of us will probably try to aspire to um, going forward. But I'd certainly, we'd certainly like um, the, the Heresy Weekender to be you know of a similar quality at some point. But, Aye, but you know, in March like, is not as nice as uh, it's just not as nice. As we can't do it in October. It. <laughs> we just can't help it. Unfortunately, it's not in the Mediterranean, so you know it's it's just not going to cut it. But anyway. Yeah. Good luck with that. I hope that goes very well for them. Um, yeah, the definitely. Second done, so. Definitely. So, uh, so everything else see. going on? Um, that's about that's it. pretty much it, isn't it? I think for us. Um, I mean, the, we've got yeah. an events page on the website, so if you want to have a look there, I try and keep most of the events on there. Cool. Uh, up to date, so I will make sure that is up to date before this episode goes up. We need to go to something else, don't we? Really? Ideally. You and I. I, it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a while since I've gotten out, so um, mm. we shall select something. Possibly down Yorkshire. Definitely. I'm sure they're doing something, or even Manchester. Is um is not is the Cardiff one? Isn't isn't uh, our our much name checked Greg running one? Is that the one he's doing in um, uh, London? I heard a rumor. It may be from him that he's going to do it at Element Games. Oh, where's that? In um, that's northwest, northwest. Yeah, um, oh, I've been there. That's been nice there. there. I went to a tournament, grand tournament there. I've heard it's a lot better now. Right. Okay. It was, if it's the one I think it is, it was in like a cathedral. It was in like an old church. No, that's that's Mansfield, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's not the one then. Okay. Mansfield. Uh, Element Games are in... Are they in Stockport? Oh, Element Games. Element Games like in the Mail Order Element Games. Yeah, Mail Order Element Games. Uh, they've got their... They've got their um, oh, it's taking me straight to the Chaos Space Marine page for some reason when I've typed it in. I must have been looking at something. They actually got some cool painting tutorials on their site, by the way. Uh, they've got their uh, Northwest um, Games Workshop games. They've got their Northwest um, Gaming Center, which right, is okay. really quite cool. Um, I'm just trying to see if they've got any information on the website about it. Um, it's because it's a good place. Uh, I hear, and I hear it's gotten a lot better than it was. Uh, mm-hmm. Gaming centre opening times. Have they got anything in there? Yeah, there's some photos. Um, if you go to Element Games uh, website, uh, guys, and you go to the bottom of the page, uh, it's got Gaming Centre opening times in the middle under Customer Service. So if you have a look there, guys, you can see some pictures of the place. Um, so it, it looks it, it's, it's it's a you know reasonably cramped room, but not overly cramped. It doesn't. Oh, uh, oh no! They, they've got pictures of the bigger room there. Yeah, that's a lot bigger. And a bar, cool. smashing. I mean, Firestorm Games was good. I enjoyed that one. Oh, it was I a long really trek. Like but, Firestorm Games, but, but uh, I thought the actual venue was excellent. Oh, the venue was cool. excellent. I love, I love Firestorm Games. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out how. So Stockport, uh, that is, yeah. So that's it's not too far. Uh, Maybe we should just organise one in, in Warhammer World, Edge of Empires. We could do that challenge for the other podcast, couldn't we? Oh, yeah, yeah. we're that. going to throw down a challenge to some other podcasts and, 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 and do that at Battle some point. Battle of the podcast. I, I'm just having point. a look how far away Element Games is um, from from us. Uh, let's pull it up. Uh, directions. I'll take it from my house because I, I know my postcode. Mm. 
I don't know your postcode, Graham. It's okay. Uh, probably, probably don't want to put it out on the air in case uh, I get. No, I'm not going to put my postcard out on the air. Because I was going to say, because people are probably how far, you forget how disgruntled far Mechanicum players will be posting dog poo through my letterbox or something. Two and a half hours. <laughs> oh, that's all right, mate. That's fine. It's, it's, it's about the same distance as it's going. Well, maybe a bit shorter than getting to Nottingham. Yeah. But I also forget how far down South Manchester is. Yes. They always say, oh, we're Northerners. You're not really, yeah, mate. Don't, don't go there. No, I best don't. Don't even there. go there. I get, I get on my high horse about this when people well, from, I know. from, I know, from but Manchester I mean, and Leeds say we're Northern. You know, I'm, I'm a Southerner, so I can't say, say a oh, damn thing. True. I'm only adopted son of the North. Yeah, no, I, I've got... <laughs> By my, marriage. Yeah, two, two, two hours, 34 minutes to get to Element Games right here. So that's actually not oh, too that's, bad. That's, that's doable that's, over a weekend. Totally is. I mean, that's not like the seven hours whatever it was to get to Cardiff. Cardiff. Oh, was, uh, God, yeah. I mean, how long was it to get to Cardiff? Chris, it was six hours, I think, six or seven hours. It was a Christian. Long. Chris, Christian drove. So, although we do obviously give our good friend Christian a fairly hard time, always. Um, he he he's a, a stand-up guy who did take us all that way. Well, apparently, so. this is five hours and twenty-three minutes to Cardiff. Yeah, I think we we got stuck in traffic, didn't we? So yeah, we got like, stuck in a scary. lot of traffic. Oh man, it was awful. But especially on the Sunday when you've been gaming for two days solid and then you just think, oh, shit, now we've got a six-hour drive or whatever to go home. If I was going to do that again, I'd stay overnight on the Sunday. On the Sunday, yeah, I think you're right. Definitely. I'd stay cool. overnight on the Sunday. But, um, yeah, no, um, uh, that's that's not undoable is uh, is uh, um, Element Games. Yeah. So we'll have to keep well, an eye out for what, what people are doing will. there. Definitely, we'll, we'll get some T-shirts by then as well. I think Michael, because everybody has T-shirts. who has got a podcast. Yeah, be, we had our own T-shirts. Which but, does actually segue very nicely into our next section, doesn't it? It does. It does. So, <laughs> do you want to give a rundown of what you've got? Yes. So this is so. This was the competition. So, I've been collecting stuff haphazardly over the last couple of years, I suppose. Bits and pieces. I didn't want to use my arm warriors and. Um, the original plan was I thought oh, I'm going to save this because I really like the Thousand Suns and then they came out and they looked fantastic and all of that stuff and then it's like oh, I just can't be arsed with the psychic powers stage anymore it's just such an overhead mm. um, and it's just oh, I just don't want to do that I don't want to be that guy so I thought that's it I'm not going to play them as much as I like them I'm not going to play them so what would I do what do I do with all this stuff that I've got so that was the plan so what I've got some of the things I've got. I've got 30 cataphracti. I've got five Tartarus now. I've got 60 Mark III Marines. That's um, a lot of stuff. Yeah, all, I know, all from the um, various uh, Prospero sets. Um, I've got the Forge World Praetor set, so the one with the uh, Terminator armor and the one in Artist for Armor. Mm-hmm. I might use Artist for Armor for my Kea Valen conversion. Oh, yeah. I've got, I've got two um, Demos Pattern Rhinos. I've got 10, actually I've probably got a few more than that now, but I've got about in missile launcher heavy weapon guys. I've got five Mark III heavy weapon guys with five LAS cannons. Mm-hmm. I've got a, what is it, Cestus assault ram? Don't ask me how I got one of those, but Cerastus I've got one. Assault. How did you get one That's of them? It. That sounds really unlike you. I know. I, I, I think it was one of these deals that I might have done with Phil, who we mentioned last time. Oh, Phil, the, Wheeler Dealer Phil. The, the David Dickinson of of, uh, of heresy, um, so it might have been in some weird deal that I did with him. I think, or from Christian Mother too. Um, Contempt of Dreadnoughts. So I've got three or four Contempt of Dreadnoughts now. Um, I've got the Leviathan Siege Dreadnought. Yeah. I've got the little uh, Dreadclaw Drop Pod. 
Oh, yes. I've got a few fortifications, but I've sold quite a lot to buy some stuff. Um, what else have I got? So that's that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah, I've got some stuff that I can strip. So I've got two land raiders that I just never use. So they're not used in my um, Iron Warriors Army. are likely to be used, so I could strip those down. Um, and I, my Typhon I've never really used because I don't like using it because it's, it's a bit gamey. Um, but I might strip that down and repaint it. Um, I, I will probably keep the Spartan as the Iron Warriors one because it's just quite nicely done. So that was the stuff that I had. And so it was the, 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 the quest, if you like, was to what would be the best Legion to play um, that was loyalist because obviously I've already got the Iron Warriors. So it's running through some of the things and some of the themes. So the, two people suggested Salamanders. And I had a really good long look at Salamanders, if I'm honest yeah. with you. They were, they were kind of top of, top of my list of, of armies because I like the dark, very, very dark green colour scheme that I've seen done. Well, Aaron's look very good, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got some good rules um, and they've got a lot of Terminators, but, you know, it's... They have those shields and it's like all the conversion on that. So there was a bit of a downside to them, but, you know, I thought over time that'd be fine. They'd be a good good unit. So they were definitely... Um, and uh, Phil put in a good good thing. So this is what Phil's was. Um, so it's of awesome special models, which they do. They have the Pyroclasts and the um, Fire Drakes, which are really awesome. And there's conversion potential as well. And painting style would definitely work with it because I'm not a very neat painter. I'm quite a messy kind of um, dark-coloured painter. So that would totally work. So there's lots of things there going for it. Um, somebody else suggested Iron Hands which there was no reason given and, was, and I like Iron Hands and you don't see many of them which always surprises me um, but I think I don't want to paint another dark army was mm-hmm. the other thing yeah. and they're just black basically so that's probably being a bit harsh on them but I didn't fancy doing them and they're a bit very, they're a bit too similar to the Iron Warriors if I'm honest with you as well because I would be tempted to make them with Iron Hands to make a armoured list because they would really suit that very well so that wasn't it. Um, somebody suggested Iron Warriors, which I thought was very good. <laughs> yes, um, I saw that. I was, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I hadn't thought of that. Um, Andrew suggested uh, Black Shields, which is great, but Jesus Christ, that's a lot of work. Because I think the or Black Shields or Shattered Legions or something, you know, you'll be, yeah. you've got multiple legions to paint up, and that's just like, no, nah, it's just too much work. Um, somebody suggested Space Wolves because they were Flavor of the Month. Um, which was interesting because uh, I did think about them. And, uh, I mean, I am a, a vowed loather of all things Space Wolf, but since my um, road to Damascus moment playing Jason Mullins, I was actually quite tempted by them as well. Uh, I did give them some serious thought as well because I thought, oh, they, they, they would probably work quite well. But then I thought Terminators don't really have that many Terminators. They don't seem to be. It's more about the sort of Great Hunter squads. Imagine now that I've got 60 Mark III Marines. That's actually quite mm. viable. Anyway, um, somebody suggested White Scars. Oh, yeah. another cool-looking unit. Um, I don't know if that fit with what you've got. No. Uh, that was the conclusion that I... You know, they're a, they're a good army. You don't see many of them, but... There's a lot of... Um, I'd have to get a load of bikes, really, to give them justice. Yeah. I don't want to pay that kind of money. And then the one that I finally um, settled for was actually what else did we get before I get on to that one um, we had uh, three or four people suggest uh, Dark Angels um, yeah that was a popular like choice 
and I like Dark Angels, and I, I used to have a Dark Angels army. I've still got a Dark Angels army, in fact. And there's lots of things about them. Um, the backstory is really cool. You know, they are the First Legion and what have you. Um, the problem was, it actually came down to painting again. I was like, they're, they're black in the Heresy era, aren't they? Black and red. Um, and it would be another dark, dark army. And I just didn't want to do it. I just didn't fancy painting another black army, if I'm honest with you. Hmm. Or a very dark army. That was really the only reason that I discounted Dark Angels. I think they would have been a great thing to paint, um, maybe some other time, but um, I decided against them. There was some really good thing. I think Fergus Shaw had a very good um, narrative to go with them, you know, about the sort of uh, age of chivalry kind of stuff and that sort of knights thing, which I do like and buy into quite a way. So um, he had a very good little description of them, which was very cool. Um, so thanks for that, Fergus. And then uh, we also had some assisting out, uh, Alpha Legion, again, outflanking and stuff like that. But again, Terminators and, out, you know, would it really go? I don't know. I don't know enough about Alpha Legion to really say. So, but the one that, um, the winner, the, the winner of the limited edition, only two others in the world, apart from the one we're giving away, uh, no, Edge no, of Empire. Yeah, yeah, there's, 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 there's only there's me, of them. you, and there's, oh, we've got more than two. I think well, I've got another one. Wow. Okay, so there might be as many as four of these in circulation. So, very rare. Um, so, the winner is Graham Saunders, and Graham suggested, rather interestingly, Loyalist Warhounds, which is obviously the World Eaters. Ooh. And uh, I saw that. He had this great uh, narrative to go with it. So, based on the history of the Dreadnought Force, um, defending World Eaters flagships and things like that. Uh, various dreadnoughts because there's a fair few dreadnoughts in the Mark III put them in as breaches which was a very good idea um, whether I'll actually do that I don't know because it's quite expensive but um, good for defensive duties and it would have a strong assault theme which is exactly what I want because I don't want to do another shooting army as well um, oh, that's, that's interesting so and the paint scheme I mean it is white with the blue and I like the, the contrast colours there I wouldn't cover them in blood which a lot of people tend to do for, for world eaters but they would Yeah. Um, I think it would just look a really cool army um, and, and I think it's something very different. The other obvious advantage of it is that um, World Eaters are the only other Space Marines that Iron Warriors are Battle Brothers with. So if I wanted to, at some point in the future, for a bigger game, I could have combined Iron Warriors and World Eaters Force, for well, example. Definitely, that's, a, that's an interesting choice. So um, so that's the plan. So I can't I like go completely that. loyalist, um, but I still I, I like the idea of... Because uh, there is a loyalist HQ choice for the uh, World Eaters as well. There is, yes. So this, this obviously, you know, thematically it makes total sense. So, and you don't see many of them. I think the only person I know who's got one of those is uh, Mark Pierce. Yes, uh, he's the, the only, only world only one I've seen. player I, um, I actually know. Yeah. There used to be a World Eaters army kicking around. Somebody had one, didn't they? Didn't Aaron have one? I don't know where that went. I don't know. Did Phil mm. have it? Could have gone through Phil's palms at some point in the past. Most armies have. I so um, I don't know. They might be right. There might have been one. Yeah. So uh, so that's the plan. So anyway, Graham Saunders, if you can uh, message us with your address, and as long as it isn't in somewhere obscure, Not like Siberia, then we'll be having a £400... Denmark. Uh, <laughs> oh, we could do Denmark. It's not too bad. As long as it's not some, you know, Pacific island that gets mail, you know, via rowboat from a passing super tanker or something, you know, that's okay. No, so anyway, I, think he, I think he's a local lad. Got you. So anyway, well done, sir. You will be getting a lovely mug and the cup and the sorcerer, which is, of course, the Araman model, 
um, from the burning of Prospero set because I don't need it anymore because I'm not doing Thousand Suns. So thank you very much, everybody, for your contributions. It was very interesting. And I shall keep you posted with my progress. I will have to learn how to paint white, of course, which is always tricky, I think. So any hints and tips? Grey apparently is the way to start. Grey and then up to white. Have a look. I've got the book here, the painting book, burning, uh, the Burning of Prospero painting book. Ah. Ah. I shall have to lend it to you. Uh, yes. Where is it? I don't know. That's Death, Death Watch, Gene Steeler, Cult, Stormcast, Eternals. I could have sworn blind I had it on here. Is that it there? Yep, got it. Found it. Oh, okay. It was, uh, it was hidden away. Because this has, I mean, very, very uh, this has the, uh, the, 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 the GW paint schemes. Gotcha. Um, well, the basic stuff anyway. Um, not a bad book, six quid. You can get it cheaper if you buy it as an EPUB, but I, I, I always find it handy with the painting books. Type. Yeah, yeah, totally. About the actual book. Dark Angel, Ultramarines, Imperial Fists, Salamanders. See, they do their Salamanders quite a bright. They do that bright... Um... Bright green. bright green, don't they, for the 40k, whereas <clears throat> of the ones I've seen in the books, you know, they're very, very dark green, which I, which I like. And they do their, um, they do their, uh, Sons of Horus with, uh, Waywatcher green over Mechanica Standard Grey. Ah, oh, here we go. Undercut, oh, right, okay. uh, undercut the model with Korax white. Paint okay. the whole model with Ulfram Grey. Then for base coat colours, use Retribution Armour for the gold. Uh, I'd probably use Balthazar Gold, personally. Yeah. Because that would look better, I think. Uh, McCrag Blue. Uh, Abaddon Black. Lead Belcher. Caliban Green. Uh, shade the armour's recesses with Agrax Earthshade. Uh, use normal okay. oil for blue and silver. Give the lenses a detail of um, Warpstone Glow. Oh, craggy. Uh, do you know what I do with do you know what I do for lenses? I use I use white and then I use a glaze. Yeah, I use pens. Oh, that's I an interesting me- technique. I use metallic pens. Ah, so just... a, a meta- metallic sharpie. So you can get a sharpie with a very fine tip, I... and uh, you can just if you over silver mm-hmm. with a metallic pen, perfect job's done, and no arsing about with bloody warpstone nonsense. No, I take a, <laughs> I take a um, I take. I do it white, um, like ceramite white, white scar. Um, yeah. Usually whatever's thinnest at the time, because ceramite white and white scar thicken up something rotten. Yeah. They're horrible for going thick. Yeah. Absolutely hate those two paints. Um, Got it. But then I um, use a glaze uh, to... Is it glaze or a shade? No, it's glaze. Glaze, yes, glaze. Um, to add the colour. So for blue, you use um, Gullum and Blue... For red, bloodletter, and for green, waywatcher. Okay, it looks all right. It's not. It's not like phenomenal, but it's mm-hmm. it does the job. It's better, better okay, than so, mine. Uh, okay, so what else do you do then with the world eaters? Uh, for the first highlights, use Calgar blue for the blue blue areas, white scar for the armor, Skaven black ginge for the black. Uh, so that'd be the gun. Moot green for the lenses. Then use Fenrisian grey to complete the blue. Runefang steel for the metal areas, administratium grey for the gun casing, and flash gets yellows for the eyes. And then it suggests putting on loads of blood for the blood god. Yeah, I'm not doing that. But yeah, I have got some of that if I need it. It's an interesting scheme. Yeah, different, very different. So that's good. It's not silver. That's the main thing. There are there are various ways and means of doing them. Cool. Although I like. So there you go. I'm not sure if I'd be tempted to go with a death guard method. 
which is to um, rack our flesh it. Okay, right. But that might create a more creamy armour. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I might have to have a look at that book. I might have... Because uh, that doesn't sound like a, a reasonably good place to start. So I shall keep you posted as to how I get on with my uh, with my colour scheme. I might yeah. try. I might paint the the, the ram first because it's the biggest thing, and that and it's assembled very very well with the uh, with the world eaters. Yes, absolutely, and maybe some of the terminators because they're fairly big as well. So there you go. You okay. heard it here first. No problem. So uh, okay, so that's brilliant. So uh, I think we're ready to wrap up now. Totally. Yeah. So that is it. So you, you've already been to Warhammer World, so we don't need to do that. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, I, I went to Warhammer World for breakfast on Friday um, yes. on my way to Birmingham. And I picked up a Leviathan Dreadnought for Graham. What else did I pick you up? Did. Fud guns. Yes. Yes, indeed. You're going that way? You, I am going that way. The, the classic. Uh, it's not Christian. It's all his fault. <laughs> yeah. But you've, you've gone a different way because you've bought the Imperial Guard Fud guns. I have because I've got the crews from the Rapiers. Yeah. And I really like, I never really, I don't, I don't like the quad mortars in rapier form, but I do like the Death Core of Krieg ones because they look like yeah. sort of gun carriages. They with do look really these. good. So I'm going to use them instead because I think they're more iron warriors y. Yeah, I was talking to uh, James in the Forge World store, you know James Rose? Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah, that's a really, really good idea. Um, he said he hadn't thought of that before. Yeah. I think they look better, so yeah, that's the plan. It says, it says it will fit really well with Iron Warriors. Mm, definitely. Uh, so I shall do those, hopefully in the next week or two. Um, I'll let you know how I get on, but I shall start my new army and start hopefully having a couple of little games with them. Good, good, good. Um, I shall just continue on with my word bearers and think about moving towards getting that Masteron out of its box. Yes. It's it's staying because at the minute it's 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 a very intimidating model, but I wouldn't get to it. <laughs> right then, well, it's that's it for us then. So hopefully, same time next month. Um, yeah, it'll actually be three weeks this time because we had a week's break for Easter and various illness. So we'll gotcha. be three weeks time on the thirteenth of May um, is yes. when we'll be looking to release thereabouts. Yep. If you do like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. That'd be great. Five stars, preferably. You know, please. Uh, yep, and, and before we go, I share, just share, to, the, share the word. Yeah, before we go, I just wanted to say, how did you find the sound quality of this episode? Mm. Well, we won't know. We won't. We don't you know. won't. You don't know because, <laughs> to me, you uh, to, to you, I sound worse. Because that's true. Because I'll let you in a little secret. To make this, rec- the last few recordings were the two recordings were absolutely just not great. They didn't sound brilliant, did they, Graham? They did not. They did not. But what we've done with this one is I had to build another computer just to put the Skype into. Dedication. Yeah, and then feed it into the mixer and back into the machine and then the mixer going into a recording device and then recording an audacity and it's... My, my desk is a mess of wires at the minute. Wowzers. But it, it, it works really well, I hope. Let's hope so. Yeah, so uh, if so. you've got any comments about the improved sound quality, please let us know uh, because we're always working to make this better. And uh, again, the much, much ch- name-checked Greg Dan was instrumental yes. in helping us with this. Totally was. Totally was. Yeah. So if there's anything you'd like to see on this as well, just give us a shout. Yeah, anything. Or anything, anything you want to do. Yeah. As long as it's not, you know, Graham's hairy ass, because, you know, I've seen that and it's not nice. Nobody wants to see that. So that's, nobody wants to be seeing that. No. It's not right. <laughs> Especially not me at like four in the morning. <laughs> let's not go there. Let's just, let's just move on. 
quickly. Yeah, what, 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 what happens in Cardiff stays in Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, guys, we'll see you next time. Yep, take it easy, all. Bye. Bye.